All right, yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the pilots, the first episode of Self Control, where the energy never dies, the energy never lies. And I am Naj. Uh, I got my boy here with me. He's got something popping off, but until he pops that off, he's going to be riding shotgun with me for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, creator of the curtain call, to be determined, dropping. Ladies and gentlemen, my boy Lo, Lorenzo for real. What's happening, homie? Thank you, Nod, my brother. Thank you. How are you today, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We out here, you know, we had a little, you know, a little pre-production talk, you know, where we just just shooting it. Just yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. It's it's good, man. Great to have you out here today. Um, so guys, just wanna let everybody know. So originally, doing a little Give y'all a little backstory. So, we originally had this show done like two days ago. We originally had it done. It was supposed to drop pretty much yesterday morning, but it was too many discrepancies. Like, at first I thought I could save it, but then Lo, he, he came at me in the end. He was like, yo, too much feedback. We got we to redo it. You know, so... We in the we in the kitchen again. We cooking up. We gonna come up with something good for y'all again. So uh, that's how we doing it today, man. So uh, absolutely. Lo, how you been doing today, man? What's, uh, how you feeling? How you feeling? I've been doing good, man. I've been doing real good right now. You know, it's uh Thursday evening. I'm on the west side of Philly, and uh, you know, just just locked in, man. Trapped in. And I feel you with this whole quarantine situation. But you know, day by day, man, hour by hour, we gonna we gonna get through it. But you know. You're I to got keep you. The spirits high. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. I'm trapped in too. I'm trapped in. I know it. Shout out to God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we want to do here with self control, man? I just want to let y'all know that yes, we're gonna be talking about wrestling. Yes, we're gonna be talking about the culture, hip hop, battle, and whatever, whatever, what have you, whatever's in the news. We're gonna talk about it here, but we also want to talk about other issues as well. Uh, some issues that we Certain people may not get to. Um, we want to be that voice. There's plenty of people in the area that we move in as far as this podcasting. But, you know, even though that we're just one of many, we want to differentiate ourselves and give y'all our own type of flavor, our own type of sauce, our own type of organic thing we got going on and that's pretty much what self-control is it's a show about nothing that provides something and everything in between you know that's how it is it's it's almost the seinfeld show of podcasts but we're gonna have fun with it anyway it's gonna be good it's gonna be a ride so let's get to the shits now if you were born under a rock or you Maybe you haven't been born in a rock. Maybe you've just been in the house the whole time. But that's probably a good thing because you ain't supposed to be outside anyway. Um, I would guess for like the past three weeks, three, four weeks, we've been dealing with uh, COVID-19 as far yeah. as just really out where we can't be out in the house, where we can't be out of the house and everything. Um, about four weeks now. And yo, it's, it started off as a joke. You know, we we didn't take it seriously for the you know in the beginning, but now it has gotten real, man. It has gotten super real. Uh, Low was just telling me how they putting their curfews in place. 
I was just letting him know that uh, in Atlanta, we're on a uh, on a shelter in place watch right now, where you got to stay in your house unless you're an essential worker. I, unfortunately slash fortunately, am a you know <laughs> am a an essential worker, you know. But to the people who aren't essential workers, you know, it's this is a rough time because you know people are. are People trying to get that money, man. You know, life don't stop yeah. because of a pandemic. Uh, so, low. How for you over in Philly? Like, speak on it. How it's affecting over there? It's interesting, man, because um, the city is really interesting. The fact that um, it's it's it's, it's primarily a uh, mostly black and people of color city, even though there's been a huge influx of um, people coming into the city of um, the middle class and such, those people who send their kids to the colleges, such as University of Penn, Drexel, a lot of those types of people coming into the city, um, which pretty much does things like raise, raise the property value and all these other things to the point in which you think like things are going to get done, right? So the mayor that's um, heading up our city right now, Jim Kenney, seems to be really tough on what's taking place right now, right? Just putting those certain curfews in place. Um, pretty much all non-essential businesses are closed. Um, okay. When you think about, um, you know, pretty much like the size of the city, the city of Philadelphia is really, it's, it's, it's not that big, but when you think about like each section put together the population in terms of people, it's, it's, it's quite a few people here. And so, you know, you think about all of the things that have to be in place to keep all of these people safe. And like I said, mostly everybody that lives here, for the most part, is either black or a person of color. And, um, you know, I think that at the moment when we talk about the working class, a lot of people aren't getting to work, you know, because they, they can't go. Because most of the businesses that are essentially within the city limits of Philadelphia are non-essential for the most part. And there's, right. like, mostly, like, colleges and universities. And then there's, like... You know, the middle of the city, which, you know, pretty much is like the corporate parts where NBC is and Xfinity and, you know, all these other places. They're pretty much kind of head up like the corporate division of the city. But for the most part, it's like a ghost town around here, man. And even when you look around downtown, it's not too many. It's not too much going on downtown. There's not even that many police out. You know what I mean? There's always police out in Philly, every, you know, in certain right. areas. But, yeah, it's a different vibe. The vibe is way different. Yeah, man, it's crazy because um, being now in Atlanta, it's such a vibrant, vibrant, mm-hmm. moving, moving thing. It's almost right. like an organism. Right. And to, you know, you still see a couple people, especially like in like where I work at, you'll still see some people like walking their dogs and doing, you know, doing a little light jogging and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now that uh. It took us a minute because the I won't say the mayor, but the governor, Governor Kemp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was like a freaking bozo, and he didn't know what he was doing. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, thank God, you know, we had a sister in place, Mayor Keisha Bottoms. Um, right. She was she did her due diligence and was on her grizzly, and you know, she was she was having like stuff in place in case you know he was about to you know be on some be on some fuck shit, right. you know. So, you know, when he wasn't. When he was hesitating to pull the trigger on doing the quarantine, you know, keeping people at home or whatever, she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I was waiting to see what you were going to do. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. We're going to do this for two weeks. And now, um, like we were talking off yet, oh, today, um, last night, they established the, uh, the stay in place. 
um, warnings, shelter, right. shelter in place. Mm-hmm. And now um, with public transportation, you got you can't go through the front. You got to go through the back or whatever to like mm-hmm. you know, through the back doors or whatever because they're like mm-hmm. roping off the entire front of the bus. And what I like about this is that they're also like they're doing this for free. Bus rides mm-hmm. for free and everything. Now, right. if you want to go on the train, you got to pay. But as far as the bus is concerned, you can move around like like how you want to. But that's just mm-hmm. like for essential workers and you know people who are out trying to you know get their essential items. Um, yeah, we talked about this the other day when we was first recording. I made a joke about it, but it really is true. You see places like New York. You see places like L.A. You see places. Um, shoot, you can even say it about uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. Life is becoming like the real life division. If all my gamers, if you've ever played mm-hmm. the division or the division two, you know what I'm talking about. Like it, it like you were saying, it really looks like a ghost town. Like I've yeah. never seen downtown Atlanta so empty at eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Like right. completely like just crazy. Yeah. Um and it's just it's kind of weird because like um when I was when I was in the military man like I knew what to expect from things but now that uh I'm older and we're experiencing stuff like this I really don't know what to expect I think we we talked about this offline as well like where it's just hard to ex- expect what's going what's going to happen next the only thing you can do is just you know stay in your house and take it day by day yeah um and I really appreciate um the place I think where we're starting this conversation from today is because when we think about um, this, the, the, the country in which we live, right? So right. we live in the United States. Um, there are 50 states. There are some territories, right? But we live within the continents of the United States. And each of these states have uh, a governor. And that governor is pretty much like the president or the executive of that state. All of these states have their own constitution, just like how the United States has its own constitution. So these states are kind of acting as their own countries, so to speak, right? But right. when we're building up this conversation from a point of like, well, what's going on in your city versus like what's going on in mine? And now we can kind of build it up to like, well, bam, we see what's taking place in municipal um, situations. We see what's taking place on a state level, but what's going on federally, right? So mm. thinking about um, the federal government's uh, uh, responsibility of being a preventative, right? When these types of things are on the radar, right? Because as we're seeing come out in the news day by day, that, you know, the federal administration that's in place right now could have done a whole lot of things um, administratively early on um, to kind of put other, um, you know, medical uh, federal administrations um, at bay and in place to be able to take those preventative measure, measures to keep, you know, people in this country safe. Because people that work on that level from a national level, mm-hmm. that's their job. It's like they're working from preventative measures. And you know this as well from being in the military, correct? Right. So based on all of that, you can just tell that there was a lack of um there was a lack of action right and there was a lack of briefing on this thing as it was incoming and now because of it the government is kind of like you know that it's it's kind of like playing catch up. the last minute exactly playing catch up right so based on all of that it's like man it's just like another interesting thing is is that like it's really interesting that this is happening at a time in which this particular administration is in place during an election year yeah um 
it's just really interesting, you know what I mean? The way you vote, you know, you really you really end up getting what you vote for as a country, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you this because uh, 46, mm-hmm. he was talking, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, where he was just saying how they had the information about COVID-19, but because yeah. of the whole impeachment thing that was going yeah. on, they couldn't really, you know, tell the people about it because of the whole impeachment process or whatever. Do you think that's just like a crock of bullshit or something that probably, that possibly could have just fell through the cracks because we weren't looking for that type of information. We were just trying to get somebody the fuck out of here. So as you know, we were saying, so, 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 so once answer your question, yes, I believe that, 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 that's a BS statement. I believe on anybody's like behalf and the person that statement knows it. And I believe, I think I seen something about it was, um, you know, Kentucky majority uh, uh, leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. I think he was the one that had a statement that said something to that and gave credence to that. But number one, you know, as we were saying, there are um, several organizations um, around this country that work on that federal national level um, to ensure that certain people are in place, certain things are in place, logistics, right? Point A to B, that certain things can be done. Now, everything in this country don't necessarily take um, the executive uh, branch of our government to, like, be put in concrete, right? Some Most things go past the president, but that's why we have all of these different administrations, right? And then we have three different branches of government to ensure that at some point in time, two out of three of these branches are going to ensure that, like, this is law or that this is going to, you know, be taking place in this country. I really feel like, you know, when it came when it comes to pandemics in general, when it comes to like sicknesses and just things like that, people don't really notice, but like organizations like the CDC, you know, the you know, organizations like the UN, right, that work on a global level. These people really work year round and they are tracking what's going on in the world. Different sicknesses, different things that's popping up in different regions of the world, and they track if those things are basically like getting around the globe or are these things being suppressed, like what is happening from these things like growing? Because like, like, like just biologically, like things spread around this world every day because people travel every day right. from country to country and all of these things. So people keep an eye on these things year round, right? Just, you know, not necessarily the president, but I think what we, what we're being told by certain news outlets is that this information was being given to the government it just was up to them to take heed to it and take some type of action because so, that is their job. So basically, so, I that, mm-hmm. so you, so you, I guess what you're saying is that, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, is that mm-hmm. they received the information, they just didn't take it seriously enough to distribute it. To pretty much right because I think this administration is pretty slick with the way they do business and the way that information is either uh, siphoned right or um, if there's any type of dissent with anything that's taking place in this country. Um, and administrations can do that. Like, we saw that this particular administration, and I don't necessarily don't want to make this, like, a bad session on the administration, but it's, it's, like, all of my opinions are usually rooted in facts. So I try to base it off of the facts and then go from there. This yes, particular administration... Also, also yeah. tweets are also satirical. Tweets are yes, also satirical. some tweets are definitely satirical, absolutely. And the point of satire is to try to reveal the absurdity or the silliness of something using intelligent comedy. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you, Naj, for uh, for putting out the disclaimer for me. I appreciate it. Always, always. Um, so when we think about, um, I'm sorry, where were we? We were on the topic of. We were talking about the government. The and, government 
and not distributing the news and or taking seriously. Absolutely. So, yeah, because I was about to drop a bomb. I don't think everybody noticed, but when this particular administration, like I said, I don't want to make this a bad session on the particular administration, but it's all rooted in fact. When this particular administration was um, put in to the White House um, in January of 2017, we saw that certain things that were on the White House website, right, is certain information that, the, that certain branches of the government is supposed to give us, um, you know, things that are signed into law, right? So when President Obama did, you know, the, the, the law um, about gay rights, those things went on the website. Mm-hmm. The morning that the man was elected, all of those things about LGBT, LGBTQIA rights went down off the website. All those informations about climate change, right? All these things that are basically supposed to be a part of like a party's platform, right? In the eyes of people on the right wing, rather than things that are supposed to give people information and education about what's going on in the world, I, which I think is like a human right, regardless of what party or what side of the aisle you're on. Right. This particular administ- administration decided to take that down off of the website as if like those things like just don't exist anymore. And that's wow. something that I noticed, right? Um, so just based on those things, you can just tell that um, certain information is going to be given to us and certain information isn't. So I just think that this particular administration prioritizes what they do and that's just why we're in this you know i just say all that to say that's just why we're in this predicament right now because of the 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 choice um to let people know what's going on and like the importance of it you know what i mean and so that's just why we're here because they don't put certain things um as priority i feel you man um one thing about priority and, and another thing just about like the information and everything well, not so much about the information, it's just the fact that, like, since we've been in the house, pretty much, it's kind of just, it's giving, a little, it's giving the people a little bit of cabin fever. It's giving, it's been basically feeling like you're on house arrest or whatever. Um, kind of, basically kind of a taste of what it's like, you know, for the other side. But also, I feel like that um, it also gives room for people to, uh, to try to take advantage of the situation. Um, we've heard about these people who've been buying masks and wipes and all this stuff and selling and marking it up on Amazon for like $80 and everything, making right. like up to 30000 40000 a week, <clears throat> selling these things, marking up the, marking up the price. Um, you know, of course, we heard about everybody buying toilet paper. For why, I don't, I don't know. Um, we've seen like celebrities you know, just—I don't know what's been going on with our celebrities, man. It's, uh, we like I said, like you know, we talked about this earlier, and I feel like, and I and I'm gonna bring this back. I feel like we've come a long way from, you know, and I—I I hate to use this as a, you know, as a comparison, but it kind of is. Uh, when the towers dropped in 9/11, you know, mm-hmm. when Carson Daly was talking about. We got Ja Rule on the phone. We're going to talk to Ja Rule and see how he feels. And niggas yeah. was like, yo, I don't give a fuck about what Ja Rule feels. Like, nigga, I'm scared to death. And here we are, like, years later, and the sentiment remains true. And it's not even like they've, like, it's been doubled down. Now you mm-hmm. got celebrities doing the whole Imagine song or whatever. <laughs> you got, you know, uh, 
people using the, you know, people using this time or whatever to get their, you know, to get their pub off, get their publicity off, um, you know, mm-hmm. by by donating and everything. Like I just saw how uh, Robert Kraft, who is a, a Trump supporter and donator, um, right. he sent he sent the team jet out to China to go get some masks and to bring mm-hmm. it back and everything. Um, mm. you got a like the mega church here in Atlanta, um, New Birth Missionary. Even though mm. we have a shelter, we have a shelter in place. Uh, what you call it going on? The he was charging one hundred and twenty-five dollars for Corona tests that were donated to him for Man. his for his, uh, for his congregation. So you're using the test that was for your congregation free, and you're charging one hundred one hundred twenty-five dollars for the for the full test. And like a fifty-eight for like just a um, not a referral, I guess just like a, just a check or whatever. Yeah. Like, w- like wow. What like Damn. what is going like what is going on? Like you have these actors and actresses who you know, you know who don't know what to do with themselves, and you know uh, we're hearing about Kim K. You know, I can't really get on Kim K because you know. While she, you know, while she can, you know, be, I won't say ditzy, but, you know, she is the, one of the reality queens, you -hmm. know, she does, on the other hand, you know, try to get involved in, in real rights and real things that are happening, you know, in America, um, Mm -hmm. say what you want about her or not. Um, but I feel like, and I want to get your opinion on this, uh, as it's coming in 2020 and everything, are we coming to our celebrities for our own mindless self-indulgence? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think when we look at... Um, I try to start... At, like all, all questions, but I definitely just try to start from a foundational level and build up. So when we think about um, where we are, right? You know, we're in America. Um, think about the things that... Um, kind of rule our society and the things that the things that we do right so like you know there's a whole like competition it's like called the olympics right and like you get Mm -hmm. the person that gets a gold medal silver medal and like you know people are put on tiers right so that right Right. there you know establishes hierarchy you know one you know one of the terms that we use you know it comes from a certain place but one of the terms that we use is like totem pole right so the idea of the totem pole is that like there's like people stacked up against each other and there's like a eventually there's a first person um so i just think in america in general when we think about people who are in like higher places people who are um who have higher who are of higher value i think we definitely look to them um and live vicariously through them Um, right and uh project projections right i think projections is something that's really huge that's something that's just something that people do with celebrities in general um they they project their feelings onto to them um and and and, it, and and these things aren't necessarily like bad things like these aren't the worst things in the world that you could do right right um it's, it's just about um being a part of a certain society and sometimes being like a person that like you know consumes a lot of media and things like that like you know not being media literate right but being a person that like loves celebrities like that's that could be a dangerous thing Yes, definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? Um, so when we think about these things, yeah, definitely. We definitely go to the, the celebs and their music and their art, just like how, like, our old folks used to go to church. 
mm-hmm. it is what it is, right? And like many people on this land that's of color, right? That's that are black found Christianity through chattel slavery, right? But it is something that they did because I mean, and and and, and, and for many, you know, Christianity got many, got hundreds, thousands of of our people through what they was going through because that's literally all they was taught. But literally, when you're in front of that screen and when you had your phone in your hand all day, like, and all you taught is like. Every day, what you're seeing is like somebody like that was in a movie, some news about them. That's all you really gonna care about. You yeah, know I feel what you. I mean? like that's just the other end of that. I just feel like um, with certain things, man, um, I could deal without. You exactly. Know, with, with all these places like Vegas, you know, all the all the hotels are empty. But why right. do I see homeless people? Why why do I see like on Twitter that they're setting up a special area and parking lots? For homeless people to sleep sleep six way six feet away from people, why you got them out in what you call it in in parking lots when you can put them up in a hotel, right? Oh shit! Ninety, exactly. five, 90 feet right there, right. you know, like why do that? Um, I feel like you know uh, we definitely we took this for a joke in the beginning, man. Uh, mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. from us, you know. Uh, from us buying the twenty five dollar tickets to Turkey, to Turks and Caicos, and mm-hmm. everything, uh, and posting the receipts online to, <laughs> you know, to making jokes about you know being outside and everything, and just everything, you know. Um, I feel like us as a people definitely like, um, especially as you know, for the past couple of years, you know, we use Twitter or social media as a way to just you know get through the pain, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um. It's been like that lately. I just, it's the uncertainty of what happens next that just kind of just have, has me like at a pause right now. Like, cause we, I don't know what's gonna happen next. Like, yeah. this could, you know, I got, you know, I got people, real life people, you know, who are going through it, you know, cause they can't, they're not able to work, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I know people who, you know, who's trying to get this stimulus check or whatever. But won't be able to get it because you know they owe things like child support or whatever like that. I know mm-hmm. people who um, who can't get unemployment because they still they still owe money to the state, so they can't get that money and everything. And you know people are tr- scrounging for change. You know, yeah, we right. you know we see you know rappers and certain artists and certain people. You know, like yo, drop your cash app. You know, I got twenty thousand. Like Russ, he was like, yo, I got twenty thousand dollars a day. Mm. Seen cash apps. Um, I think Joe Joe Budden did like ten thousand the other day. Mm. Um, that stuff is cool. Um, yeah. Money Man, Money Man was like, "Yo, single moms, you know, drop your cash out so I can help y'all with groceries." Um, this is yeah. stuff that I, this is stuff I want to hear, but we don't hear about this enough, and that's why I ask: Are we just you know our own mindless self indulgence? And we only see like the negative the negative stuff. I won't say negative, but like the the clout, the clout chasing stuff. So, with stuff like that, that's dominating the cycle, whether it, the trending news or whatever, have we have we become the Florida man of the world? You know, because I mean, everybody knows what Florida man. When you when you see something about Florida man, like it's whenever you see Florida man, something crazy has happened. Florida man eats person's face off bath salts or whatever. So yeah. I'm saying, like, are we the are we the Florida man to the rest of the world? Because I don't see other countries or whatever act like how we act sometimes. Yeah, 
like you know just some of the news stories that we see right um and i think it's really interesting right like when we think about like who america is right and like who makes up this place and you know and you know back to that thing about hierarchy like there's a bunch of people in this country right but we know it's a certain um avenue that where you know power runs through right and it's a certain class of people there are certain races of people that just have that just have leverage over other people in this country and so i think when some of us you know have a uh, reputation or like when you travel when you have a certain perception of you know who you are as an american when you go overseas that can kind of be thrown off because like as a black person you can go overseas and people would be like oh man like you from america and they might say something about like a famous black celebrity from america right because that's right. where that person is from whether that's somebody like like michael jordan or beyonce or something like that and like they like associate that like with you like as like a black person and depending on who this is coming from overseas whether it be like you know like a white french guy or like a a, a young a young woman that's like from Senegal, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. West African, but, like, she lives in Paris, right? Like, right. Cer- certain interactions could be, you know, and then on Madden, like, like the, the idea of being a French person and the French identity and those things kind of coming into play, too. So it's a whole lot of dynamics at play, but when you are a person from America that is, like, a, like, you know, running the mill, I guess, regular white person, right? Like, let's be honest, like, people are not necessarily going to sometimes attach those, like, cooler things, like, to you, you know what I mean? Um, but overall, when you look at like what is happening and what is taking place in this country, the events, the news stories, and things like that, I think it's definitely like safe to say that, like you know, like because Florida is right here, like in our country. And then when we think about like the other things that happen like around this country in states like Colorado, right? When we think about school shootings, um, when we think about a state like Utah, right, which is like where, like, the Mormons, like, are located, and they just, like, own a lot of that land. I mean, we can bring Florida back up again and think about, like, how in, like, Clearwater, Florida, I mean, you know, well, first of all, I just want to shout out the Philadelphia Phillies because that's what they do, they spring training. But in Clearwater, Florida, there is also the headquarters for the Church of Scientology, right? And when we think about Oh, I, people, didn't, I, thought, I did not know that. Yeah, it's like, so their flagship headquarters is in Florida because it's by the water because they have like a, like a, like a, like a, naval, like a sea yeah, organization, yeah. right? And then yeah, out in Cali um, as well. Yeah. I think Homeboy used to be in the Navy, so he took like certain things. He took right. basically, Elrond. took like, yeah. yeah, he basically took like the structure of the Navy and right. everything and put it, what you call it, and put right, it in right. um, Scientology. Exactly. And so when we think about the people that's like, I mean, even when we think about like the other things that's taking place present day, when we think about things that took place in Charlottesville not too long ago, when we think about, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the Tiger King documentary, things like that going on in this country. And, you know, a lot of that, even a lot of that movie took place in Florida. When we're looking at these events, like we definitely have become like the, the Florida of like the world. Right. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, it's just it's 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 astounding, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy, man. And also, free my free free the homie Joe Exotic, man. He ain't do nothing, man. Free the homie Joe Exotic. That boy I I, Joe Vicious. <laughs> my man Joe Exotic got the world going crazy right now. Uh, but we, you know, I wanted to get into the shits, the heaviest stuff in the beginning, rather than you know. Mm-hmm. Get to it last, you know. Let's just get it out the way. Let's just speak on how we feel. So now we we'll, we'll get to some fun, man. We're gonna talk about some wrestling. We're gonna talk about the culture. And first thing we gonna get into, man, yo, uh, 
past couple weeks, um, pretty much due to COVID nineteen, everybody's been in the house, so nothing's been on. You know, shows Hollywood has stopped. Uh, basically, the NBA has stopped. No, there's no nothing. So, what's going on now is people who have already had their stuff recorded, they're getting their shit off. Um, one of these things are is the uh, the Reckland docuseries Dark Side of the Ring. Um, if you haven't seen it on Viceland, I definitely recommend you do. Um, season one was incredible. Uh, from mm-hmm. when they talk about the Von Eric family, um, mm-hmm. when they talk about uh, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else, uh, Fabulous Moolah, when they talk mm-hmm. about Macho Man and Elizabeth, you know, and all that stuff going on, man. Um, Bro- Rosa Broody. Bruce mm-hmm. Brody, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, and everything that went down in Puerto Rico, like yeah, it was it. It's a very great docu docu series that you know it, it gets into it. It really does get into it, and you you learn a lot. So this year, you know, I think maybe like what a month ago, month and a half ago, they were kind of doing the promos, and we were just kind of getting the right. You know, getting to what you call it, we were just kind of getting to everything, um, getting to the shits about who's going to be on there. And one, you know, one of the names that everybody kind of, you know, peeped out was Chris Benoit, which they opened it, which they opened the, uh, the season with. They had two parts. Um, and of course, wrestling Twitter exploded. You know, there was a lot of great points, it was a lot of, you know, Dick Riding. It was a lot of uh, crazy shit that that was being said, but um, it was a great docu series. But it was a great it was a great two episodes, man, because you learned so much about what was going on with with Chris and with you know and with Nancy, aka Woman, who I've had an affinity for mm-hmm. for for such a long time. Um, on my old Twitter page, I used to have a thing. Um, called Woman Wednesdays because I used to want to do um, for a show that I used to run called Two Dope Smarts. I used to want to do uh, uh, an episode devoted to uh, Chris Benoit right. because it's sort. Of, I just wanted to talk about like kind of the duality that he has with the industry, where he's been excommunicated but yet, but yet still celebrated in like whispers and stuff. Um, we were mm. talking before. He's pretty much the Voldemort. Of uh, the Voldemort of the industry of wrestling and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, I just it was it was just great, man. And to hear you know certain people, the way they talked about him, the way you heard um Chris talk about him, Chris Jericho, the mm-hmm. goat, Chris, Chris Jericho, the way mm-hmm. you heard like you know <laughs> D Malenko, man, like who was like this man's closest friend that won titles with this man that had. Crazy battles. Now we're letting y'all know now. We here at Self Control Podcast, we do not condone the things that is going that that happened with Chris Benoit. We're not, you know, we're not glorifying that at all. We're just saying that when he was alive, this guy was a great wrestler. He put on great matches. He was a he did a great service for the industry. Uh, but when you do heinous shit and heinous actions like how he did it takes mm-hmm. away from that and um mm-hmm. like chris jericho has said if 
Chris had if if you would have told Chris that all this would happen, that he would have probably single handedly killed the business, the business that he loved so much, and that he wouldn't yeah. have the respect of his peers, something that he really really cared about, it would have killed him. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what do you have to say about the whole the Chris Jericho, not the Chris Jericho, but the Chris Benoit episodes, man? Mm-hmm. Um. First of all, from just a standpoint, man, I'm just really appreciative of the producers, um, Evan Huntsney and Jason Eisner, for having the idea to do something like this. I think something like this has been really needed for a long time, right? When we think about certain documentaries from the 90s, like Beyond the Mat, right? And when we think about um, Wrestling with Shadows, right? Which is the Dark Side of the Ring episode on, right? The, The Screwjob episode, right? Um, these things are needed, even down to the other documentary show that Vice did called The Wrestlers, in which they did episodes on DDT Pro, um, The Life and Times of Atushi Onita, you know, all of these different things, you know, going to Japan, you know, and just really doing the research and doing all of these, these, these dope stories. I think it's something that's been needed for a while, but to really get into the Chris Benoit thing, I think that, um, they had to, they had to address it. Um, especially when the subject matter is is this, yes. based on these people who choose this as a um, career and these things that take place, this is what happened. And I think it's really important for the public to know that, especially with things and plans that I have um, to do within my own media when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. You know what I mean? And it's just really inspirational to see. Um, so I just definitely wanted to say that first and foremost, but the episodes themselves were definitely unneeded, but they were definitely heavy to sit with. Um, definitely, definitely heavy. We we talked about that how heavy it was. Yeah. Like I, I told you, I was just like, "Yo, bro, you were just like, yo, heavy." And I was like, "Yeah, you 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 feel that weight on you. You feel all of that was palpable. It was tangible. You can feel the pain in you know his son's voice. You can feel it right. in Nancy's sister's voice. You can shit. You can even feel the um." How can I say this word? I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but you can you can even just feel how in the middle Chavo was because he went from like yo I love you to yo how could you do it like it yeah it it was real hard and everything yeah. um even Vicky you know Vicky had given interviews you know before this where she said that she believed that Chris Jer- um, excuse me Chris Benoit belonged in the Hall of Fame. Now she's going on record, you know, on Dark Side of the Ring where she feels like he shouldn't. I mean, I don't I don't think he should. Um, just like JR said, you you just nah man, you just Yeah, you can't. Because you weren't Chris Benoit anymore after that. Right. Um and it's just it's it's just crazy just to just seeing how people dealt with that duality. Of yeah. somebody like that, um, and basically, you know, shout out to Chris Nowinski who was trying to get help for him, and without him, we really mm-hmm. wouldn't have known what was going on because everybody would just say, "Oh, it was the drugs, it was the alcohol," but you know, the family letting him, you know, use the brain to see what was going on, and um, and shout out Queen Sada, you know, at Queen Sada on Twitter, you mm-hmm. know, who's shout out you, know, you know who. Who studied this because she's learning how to do this? Um, um, what's it? Neuro, neurosciences. She studied, mm-hmm. and she was saying in a tweet that uh, Benoit had damaged all four lobes in his brain, 
all four lobes. You only get four. And they were all damaged. Uh, he had damaged stem cells or whatever. Um, not stem cells, but damaged um, his brainstem was, was mm-hmm. damaged beyond repair. Um, his, his amygdala, I'd like, I, at first, when I first read it, I was like, amygdala? I, I didn't know what it was, but I had to look up the pronunciation. Amygdala, where this controls your emotions. It was damaged to non-existence. Basically, he was like 40-something years old with dementia already. And if you watch this series, if you watch the show, they were talking about like, oh, he was getting paranoid and he would take different routes to the gym because he thought he was being followed. No, I don't, you know, Queen Sada was saying, nah, it's probably because he had hit his head so goddamn much that he begun to he had begun to start losing his memory, that he he didn't know how to get there anymore. So he had to go different routes. Right. To the gym, it wasn't that you know, he but he did have the paranoia, but that was attached to the fact that he couldn't control his emotions. And yeah, man, it's a surprise that he didn't hurt that he didn't hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. The question is, you know, and I hate to take you know, Mick Foley said this in a in a great promo to to Chris Benoit. Why Chris? Why? It's not so much the question as why anymore because it that wasn't Chris anymore. That was a shell of Chris. And yeah. these are these are my words. I'm giving all credit to uh at Queen Sada on Twitter. Um please please if you can you know follow her. She's a, you know she's a great wrestling mind and also smart as fuck. Um mm-hmm. absolutely so uh yeah like that when you when you get all those details and you watch the show because she said this shit two years ago. Yeah. Which is even more like, yo, like she said this shit two years ago. And mm-hmm. like when they brought it, when they did the episode, she was like, yo, let me run this back. Right. Because that's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it gives you a much clearer picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when you just look at like, it's just so streamlined the way that, you know, I remember being a kid and seeing Kristen Whiskey on TV and like, okay, this this guy kind of, he cool. He got a varsity jacket. He just see that. But when you really start to, you know, I know I give a lot of, you know, I, I say a lot about the wrestling world, wrestling community, but I think I want to provide some nuance on it because when you have people like that, like who's to say that Kristen Whiskey was going to study neuroscience, right? And be a guy that was in Chris Benoit's locker room that would say something to him about it Two weeks before. Right. To, like, to even be in that same place. So those are the things that I really appreciate about wrestling. I mean, granted, this is the, right after, you know, we had horrific things happen. Yes. Right? But it led, you know, again, I'm, I'm getting full because it's, it's a heavy thing to talk about. And it's so, like, strange because it's like, man, like, this guy was a person that we was talking about. Like, man, like, I, you know, I'm sure you can remember. WrestleMania after WrestleMania, Survivor Series after Survivor Series, like this classics, right? And you think you think about homework. that you think about that special moment in you know at WrestleMania twenty, boom, right with Eddie, right? It's classics, and you go back and do your homework and you look at the Japan stuff, Pegasus Kid, Black Tiger, and then Jericho himself over there. Like this stuff is really like this is decorated. This is this is decorated material. The work that this guy was doing. It wasn't no doubt in our mind that this guy exactly. was going to be in the Hall of Fame. And we and, didn't even talk about WCW yet. Four Horsemen. 
right? <laughs> when 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 woman was actually with him, like you were saying, legitimizing him on camera, right? All of these things. We're not. We're, we're totally. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Are you serious? Everybody loves this guy. This guy's an. He's he's he's, he's a horse in the ring. First man, look, it's one A, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 no doubt. But when something like this happens, and to your point, it's like you you can't go because it's like this thing happened. Like you're you're really not like you're really not Chris Benoit anymore because we all know when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame, it's, it's certain politics and certain things that happen. But we all know it's about the type of person that you were. Really, to yeah. somebody, to some, and to someone who's making. You know what I mean? And. And you that's know, why I feel like some people could be debated. Yeah, some people could be debated, like you know. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's about who you are. I still feel like China should get in. I feel like they tried Absolutely. to sneak. She tried. They tried to sneak her in with the whole DX induction. But no, China deserves her own place. Dolo, in, Dolo in the yeah. in the hall. But because of you know the bad terms and you know the personal bad terms with people, you know, because everybody knows she was you know she was fucking around with Hunter. For a minute, and then Hunter was kind of cheating on her with Steph and that whole thing, and then she did the whole, the whole Bang Bros or um, Brazzers Royal Rumble where they had Lisa Ann and Stephanie. And yeah, all that, that was a lot. That was you a know, lot, man. You know, yeah, bro, yeah. And, and I'm not. We're not even talking about the amateur stuff that she was doing, but um, she should nah. definitely get in dope. You know, all that stuff is just extracurricular, but she should definitely get in on her own merit because she definitely. Uh, she changed women's wrestling for me, um, and I feel like women should get in well as well. Nancy Benoit deserves a place Absolutely. inside of the uh, of the hall because uh, we just don't um, like you. You were saying to me a couple of days ago, Chris Jericho was on Dark Side of the Ring and he was saying that how like what she does, you just don't see anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. You just don't see anymore as far as, you know, being the valet, being the manager, you know, yeah. she's the, I, I would put her and I know people might say that's hype. This is going to be hyperbole, but she is, a, there's a, there's an argument to be made for her to be one of the goats as far as valets and managers, as far like, yo, she made Kevin Sullivan, like, all right, like, all right, Kevin Sullivan, you know, because he had woman. Right, even she back was when there she, with him, so that yeah, when she was falling, him. when she was falling angel, you know, of course, you know, everybody knows about you know the famous, you know, you booked your own divorce, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like woman's definitely top five dead or alive as far as uh valets. Um, I, I tweeted about this earlier, um, a couple days ago, and I put um, woman as number one, Miss Elizabeth is number two, sensational Sherry, number three, Sonny, Sonny. Mm-hmm. At number four, I couldn't let when we were talking last. I was like, Yo, who do I got as number four? I couldn't remember. And I was it about was, to say it, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sonny at number four and Marlena slash Terry Runnels at number five. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's and it. you can even you can even make a little bit of a name for Deborah at 5A. I put Deborah at 5A. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know. Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, shit, even Luna. Even Luna Vashon, you know, could be mentioned as well. You know, yeah. we don't see these people anymore, but, we, you know, we see them in spurts. You know, you see them with, uh, because I was thinking about, like, well, damn, you know, Trish Stratus, you know, she did start out as kind of like a manager valet for a minute, but then, you know, she evolved into, a, you know, to a wrestler, to a worker. Right, You know, exactly. So did, uh, I believe, like, Tori Wilson, uh, Stacey Keebler. It was Stacey yeah. King, you know, she still kind of stayed in that valet 
you know, thing. But um, mm-hmm. when you see people now like Zelina Vega, like right. um, like Camille Stackhouse um, with Nick Aldis, you know, mm-hmm. you know, these are women who's just like you can feel that energy that woman or a sensational share of Miss Elizabeth had. They have that grace, but they also have like that. Whereas Camille doesn't really talk, you know, she still has like that presence that who is she? Like, okay, yeah, niggas, like right. niggas over here, niggas over here working, but like, who is Bro, he? She was, I mean, I she? mean me. you know, I really appreciate it's interesting the way I think some of us when we watch like the you know the the women on screen who are uh, either supporting or leading. For me, when I first start watching Power, and I'm I'm big on all this. I really like I I, I pretty much like everybody who he's worked with. I, I love the him and Marty stuff. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people are big on you know Mister Mister Mickey James. Right, they not they not. But I I, I gotta give him his. You know I get, I think I, I I try to give everybody what they do. And then when I seen her on Power, I was like, okay, you know what I mean. And I you seen start like to the get silence. It. And I and I understood, and I'm like, yo, like she's and she was like the re, you know that story with the silence and her silence you know, she could was, speak when she wants to. That was the story that brought me to NWA. That, Power, yeah, right? that's exactly. You know? I, I saw like the small clip on on Twitter, and I was like, yo, why is she ain't talking? Yeah. So I wanted to find out more, and then I wanted right. to find out more. Why is she whispering in homeboy ear? What's going on? What? what oh, oh, okay, all right, right back. Yeah. You know. So yeah, definitely shout out to uh, Camille and shout mm-hmm. out to Zelina Vega. Um, rest in peace to Nancy. Absolutely. To to Nancy, um, I for, I keep on forgetting uh, the the son that was tragically uh killed as well. But um, yeah, Daniel. Also, I'm, I'm Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was th- I was trying to come up with it. Um, but yeah, much love to them, man, and also uh to David Benoit, man, who's trying to who's who's kind of just blackballed by association because mm-hmm. he was just a little kid. And you know, people just think that he's just trying to get in all, off the clout, like you were talking about earlier or whatever. But he, this man, just has a love for it. And shout out to people like Chris Jericho, who you know, who noticed that, who knows that, and everything, who got to reunite him with his aunt, um, Nancy Benoit's sister, who got mm-hmm. to reunite them too. And they both found a way to heal with each other through each other. And mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was great to see, man. Really did, yeah, absolutely. You know, so even something horrific like that, we still managed to get you know some closure and a, ha- a somewhat of a happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know, what's sure. going on? You know, so shout out to to Chris, uh, shout out to you know to everybody who worked on that whole special, man. Um, and then a couple days ago, man, <laughs> yo boy. A mm. guy that you really that you know, you was really you are really like uh, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna get dive into my nerd bag. Uh, Galactus called the Silver Server his herald. You are the <laughs> herald of this gentleman, man. We talk about right. the OD New Jack One Eight Seven. You mm. know, my man went to go to my man went to the movies and saw Nino Brandles like, all right, that's gonna be my name, and. Mm. Com- just he was his own his own entity, man. He did things his way. I'm I'm just gonna let you, you know, I'm just gonna let you talk your shit. That's the thing, man. It's uh 
when I heard about there would be a new Jack episode, because I think even to a degree, I remember even when the, the first season of, you know, Dark Side was out and, you know, boom, Bruiser Brody episode, boom, Screwjob episode, these things, you know, Savage. And, you know, people, you know, was like, I would love to see these types of episodes. Like, you know, these is good. Because, you know, people are appreciative of what they're doing, but people have what's close to them, right, right. in this thing. And so I remember them asking, like, hey, we see people having suggestions. Like, we want to put it all in the thread. What do y'all want to see? And I remember a lot of people, like, me seeing it, and it's like, yeah, we need a New Jack episode. We need a New Jack episode. And I'm like, yeah, we do. Like, these people are, like, I'm, I'm really glad for, like... And people were saying a lot of, like, you know, people talking about, like, Gino Gotts and some of the other things we're going to see this year, Owen, things like that. But I was like, yeah, the New I want to see the brawl for all. I'm ready. For, I'm ready. For oh the yeah, bra- for right. All, absolutely. For all yeah. And, uh, and Owen. Yeah. Definitely. And I, yeah, absolutely. And, and I definitely wanted to be more of them episodes. So I think for season three, thinking about like more like the gimmicky episodes that talk about like certain like like I want to see an episode about like the exploding barbed wire match with like Onita, right? I want to see something about. I want to see something more in depth about those types of gimmicks and those types of events that we saw that ended up being like unprecedented, right? Rather I want to than the, like about the, the finger the finger poking yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's 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 so much you could do, and that's what I'm saying about wrestling. We were talking about the other day, like it's so much in this thing that you could just discover over time. But a lot of times in this community, when things that happen, it's a lot of pressure to know everything about everybody, and that really shouldn't be the case when everybody's running around talking about wrestling is for everybody, but they're not treating everybody right. So I just wanted to put that out there too. But to get back on the subject at hand, I think when we think about the story of uh, Jerome Young, who is New Jack, I think is one of the most unique stories of an individual to ever participate in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Because it's it's based on, it's a gimmick that ended up like breaking kayfabe that's based on real life events, right? So when you actually look at the episode, you think about like the way... Uh, Ricky from the Rock and Roll Express got the shit beat out of him, right? Right after the Rodney King beating. Like, things that are towing that line, it's based off of real events, but it's, it's, it, 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 it suspends the disbelief among people, right? And it's, and putting especially, it back, it's putting it yeah, back in people's faces. Absolutely, right? When you think about like the, the history of pro wrestling and even combat sports in this country, where it comes from, with the Battle Royale and young black boys being in the Battle Royale. Mandingo fights, which were the first heavyweight fights that take place on this country. And thinking about where combat sports come from, you know, and thinking about like prize fighting and all of these things, you start to think like, okay, who is this harming, right? Involved in this. And usually when we build up a chronology and we build up a history, moving to the 19th, 20th, 21st centuries, it's a certain amount of people that we're going to see participate in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, what we've seen is, is, is majority white people, right, participate in pro wrestling. Um, and with some of us wanting, you know, those same opportunities, but they, they, them just not popping up. I think New Jack is a person that definitely put it back into the laps of white people because, like, pro wrestling is a really, it's, you know, you're putting your physical body on the line. And you're definitely, like, channeling, like, a certain energy or a certain character that you wish to put on display to people. And I believe that he just did it so well because, again, like, pro wrestling is this thing where it's like you get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, your emotions might be affected, right? And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these things happen to people. And I think New Jack was just like, okay, so, like, y'all want to fuck people up? Cool. Y'all want to be racist, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Y'all want people to be the most astounding characters to, you know, ever grace a screen and ever grace an audience. 
And, you know, you want people in a certain light to be brutal in a way. I'm going to give you all of those things times 10. Exactly. Right? Look, and, look what you made me. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you got this guy wearing Malcolm X tees talking about something like, you know, the only thing I have in common with white people is that we don't like Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Like, Crazy. Man, like he, he, he was he was fucking people up. He was fucking their heads. What he called? What he called them? Home, homegrown monkeys? About the NAACP? Right. The, he said the NAACP was homegrown monkeys. Right? He yeah. said that, like, you know, y'all don't want no black kids at wrestling shows. I'm going to buy tickets for the black kids. Right? And then he's talking about, well, like, you know, like I said, like Martin Luther King, he turned the other cheek. I can't fuck with that. All of these, just all of these crazy things talking about OJ, talking about, yeah, OJ, keep up the good work. That's just too much you got to worry about. <laughs> these are, you know, saying, yeah, if, if, if this was back in the day and I was talking like this, I would have been strung up for somebody's tree. He's on national TV saying these things. Well, you know, more locally, when you talk about Smoky Mountain, ECW, yeah. right? But this is like, this is, this is unprecedented stuff in pro wrestling, man. And nobody's talking about it on the level that other, when other unprecedented things happen, because, you know, you're getting at a certain emotion when you're talking the type of shit that he was talking. Right. My you know thing I mean? about it, my thing about it is just that, you know, they call this episode the life and crimes of New Jack. Right. But right. I, but I felt like, you know, and a lot of people were just like, uh, you know, oh, he was just living the gimmick. And my thing is just like, how come, you know, with this whole living the gimmick thing, how come some wrestlers of color or whatever, or, you know, fuck that. Let's not even say wrestlers of color. How come right. some, okay, some wrestlers cool. some wrestlers get, like, a bad look from that as far Why is there such a negative connotation with the whole living the gimmick? Because you have wrestlers like Ric Flair, who's GOAT, you know, who's up there. You know, yeah. he's, you know, that's, that's, uh, what you call it? That's Rushmore right, right. right there. Top of that Li list, right. You know, mm -hmm. living, you know, living that gimmick. Terry Funk, you know, all these guys, right. you know. But when you see somebody like New Jack, they just talk about, like, some of the crazy stuff he did and some of the crazy stuff he said or whatever. I what I was taking, what I was, I wish they would have talked about more. And I think even Jim Cornette was kind of, like, trying to, he was trying to get into it. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And he was just like, we didn't really talk about his mic work. You know, like his mic work was impeccable. Like, like I forgot who put the the ether joint in the background when he was with, yeah. with that uh with that promo. Like mm. my man was my man was yeah. in there like dropping bombs, like flex yeah. bombs, cool bombs. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was it was crazy. Um, right. I wish we just kind of got more into that rather than him living the gimmick. But sometimes, you know, the tall tales, you know, even the true stories are much more than the man. Yeah. At a, at a point to where, like, yeah. you know, and plus he's involved in such like a niche type thing in wrestling as far as you know the death matches and the you know the extreme hardcore wrestling. You yeah. know, you know. There, there wouldn't be a place for him in W, you know, in WWE, right? You know, it's it's just what he was about, his experience, and what he was willing. Because when you look at pro wrestling, it's pretty much like people living out their art, sometimes based on their life experience. Not everybody, right? I think definitely with him, because you think this is a guy, you know, he's 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 from North Carolina, um, 
he, you know, mad domestic violence growing up, right? So that story he told on the episode, like, there's similar stories to that about growing up down south, 20th century black people. Yeah, you know I mean, you see a lot of, you know, Facts. situations of domestic violence, right? Like, we talk about these things. That's still you know going I mean? on. That's still going on, right? You know, you know, so, and then you look at the fact that, you know, they didn't talk really talk about this in the episode, but, like, you know, New Jack was a bounty hunter for a certain part of his life. You know what I, I mean? Yo, I thought that was like a rumor. <laughs> no, Jack, Jack, yeah, Jack was on, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and so, it's it's a lot there. It's, it's kind of like when people think My about- My man like, came so to like, the ring with a crossbow. You, you know what I mean? Like, boys be having certain types of experiences, and then they live that out, you know, if they, you know. And so that's just the thing. Another thing I want to touch on that you said is, like, you know, the living the gimmick thing and why, like, we kind of look that differently. And it's kind of something we were talking about, but I kind of want to set it up a bit more strong to hone in the point a little bit better. There's another show um, that was on Viceland before that's called Hate Thy Neighbor. Have you heard of this show with Jamali yeah. Maddox? Yeah. Did you I happen to it. see the ep- For sure. I love Jamali Maddox. He, you know what I mean? Great journalist, great comedian. Did you see the episode where they were talking to the young man from England and he was a Nazi? Oh, yeah, I did see that episode. And he was talking about the difference between niggas and black people. Now, this is an English guy, and he got his dichotomy on what a nigga is down right. pack. He it seems like he does. And what, something that he said I thought was interesting was that, like, it's a difference between niggas and black people. Black people is the people that go to school. They, you know, they pay their bills. You know what I mean? They nice to you. They send that to the third. Niggas is the people that sag their pants, that, you know, suck their teeth and that talk loud. And so when I saw his breakdown of that, I'm like, okay, this is a British guy. Very interesting. I wonder where you got that from, sir. But, you know, we could talk about the racism all day long. That's nothing. That, you know, we, we're, we're professionals with dealing with racism. Yeah. We're black people, right? Right. But, like, when we think, especially when seeing it on the television screen, right, whoop de doo But when we think about how humanity is viewed amongst who you are as a black person and how you should be living that out, I think that is what is a part of the struggle of um, New Jack's situation is that you can do something as a white person and it'd be like kind of okay or acceptable, but you do something as a black person and it seemed kind of weird. Like one thing I was saying is that like, you know, it could be a room with like 30 white people in it and then like Mm -hmm. one black guy walks in and that black guy, like, you know, not having like not being Jay-Z, not being Obama, not being any of those people. But just being a black guy, right? Being Jerome, literally, like being that guy. Like, and you walk into that room, all sensibility or and all like intellect is gonna leave that room because and it depends on what room that is, right? Of course, you know, but I think most rooms in the country that's for the white people for black person walks in, like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a thing that the room notices and it's gonna be different whether that person was white, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think our humanity is just viewed on two different levels, right? When we think about, like, the United States Constitution, when it first was written, it said we was three-fifths of a person and that we could belong to somebody, that we were somebody's property, right? And these things didn't even get changed until, like, after Reconstruction, when they so-called say that Lincoln freed the slaves. But the slaves freed themselves because they fought in the war. But I say all that to say that our humanity is just viewed really differently, and especially when we go into these industries like entertainment, right, professional wrestling, sports, just view, just view really differently, you know what I mean? Especially when it's a predominantly white, you know, uh, thing, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, man, that, it's, it gets deep, man. Um, yes, it's, yeah. 
but overall, it was a great episode, man. Such a great episode. Uh, I believe next week or this week or something like that. I, I don't know when. Uh, we get the, the about the brawl for all. Um, yeah, that is gonna be something too. You know, um, crazy. it's gonna be crazy, man. Uh, and I'm, I can't wait to see it, man. They're definitely doing a great job. So uh, shout out to those guys' names. And if y'all haven't had a chance to see it, you know. Dark Side of the Ring on Viceland. You know, you can download the you can download the, the app on your phones. You can maybe your your, your re- not your retailer, but your network provider probably got it. If they don't, you know, I guess holler at them or whatever. Y'all ain't got mm-hmm. shit to do. Y'all ain't got shit else to do, man. <laughs> right, at this time. Yeah, at this time. Um yeah. yo, man. Black wrestling Twitter, wrestling Twitter. I, we we feel y'all pain this week, man. We feel y'all pain because we know that there was a lot of y'all about to fly down today to Tampa for WrestleMania. It was supposed to be lit. People are supposed to go to Wale Mania tonight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I saw something about uh, how that uh, what happened? Uh, Wale, I think you said that Wale and Jericho was supposed to perform. Bro, I saw a few things. So, I sometimes use context clues. And when I tweeted that, it was merely, again, one of them, like, things. That's kind of funny. Like, wait, 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 what's going on? But I remember Wale and Kaz had a little, you know, back and forth this morning about, like, man. Um, while, you know, as Kaz tweeted, he said Wale had the biggest, like, surprise for us tonight and we won't get that and then Wale was like yeah like I hate the world blah 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 our girl Meredith Bell hit them up and was like yeah like I, I you know like it was like some it was like you know some crying emojis or whatever shout out to Meredith Bell and you know the fantastic job her and the choir did at Revolution shout out the Inner Circle Choir shout out Meredith, Meredith Bell at the Absolutely. In the circle choir. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you got to say it like David Ruffin in The Temptations. And The Temptations. <laughs> right. There we go. Say less. You got to say it just like that. Meredith say Bell less. and the Inner Circle. Absolutely. Choir. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was like, damn. Like, so I saw that and I'm like, damn, maybe, maybe a couple people knew some things, man. But then mm. I seen, like, you know, Wale was like, yeah. And, you know, Wale is one of my, you know, he was like literally like my favorite, one of my favorite rappers in college. So I kind of like, I just still pay attention to most of everything the boy do. Yeah. And I remember, he, you know, he was on a breakfast club earlier this year or earlier last year talking about, you know, certain things dealing with in the industry and sometimes dealing with those things with alcohol. Um, and one thing that he said was, I'm going to try not to drink before 10 a.m. You know, the day kind of sucks. Um, but I, I, I think I want to put out the song that me and Chris Jericho did a little while ago. Um, you know, I'm going to see what's up. So, you know, when I had like tweeted that, I was like, damn, well, like maybe like, Wale and you know, you know, Y2J would have had some tunes for us at Wally Mania, and that was a surprise. Kaz and them was getting that, but I don't know. I was Wale, Wale and Fozzie getting, getting into the bag, and Wale and Fozzie, you know. I was just talking, I'm like, oh, what's what's going on there? So, you know, but it's a very, yeah. very, very uh, unfortunate day to day, yeah. I mean, if y'all don't know what's going on, man, you know, yeah, COVID 19 has affected everything from Hollywood. To sports, even combat sports like wrestling. Um, or, you know, y'all don't look at people, some people don't look at wrestling as a combat sport, but it's sports entertainment. There we go. Uh, sports entertainment. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, yeah, man. Like for those of y'all who don't, who may be just listening to this, just to just to listen, just to show support. Um, a lot of people don't know about WrestleMania week. Lo, you were talking about how you know you was really just strict, you just just strictly you know dolo when you went for um in New Orleans. Yeah, my last Mania weekend was 30. I was trying to make it to 34, but I couldn't. But 30 was everything, man. So I I was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I went, I've been three years in a row. Um, I wasn't wasn't going this year, but I was thinking about coming down just to support some of the homies because I knew you was going to, you was trying to launch uh, this week. Um, Some other stuff that we were trying to do, but. That's a whole nother episode that we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll have to get like 30 episodes deep before I, before I get into that. Yeah, because... let, let, it, let it clear. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, WrestleMania week is really an important week because it's like a round robin of, you know, of just everything. It's pretty much, it's like, if you, if I could sum it, my mom asked me. She was like, "So what do y'all do?" And basically, I just summed it up to like, <laughs> I, t- I summed it up. I was like, "Yo, it's like All Star Weekend for wrestlers." Yeah. yeah. I was like, "That's basically what WrestleMania that week leading to WrestleMania is. It's like yeah. All Star Weekend, yeah. you know." Uh, you got you got Wale Mania. You got all the you know you got Joey Janela Spring Break. You got pancakes, pancakes and pile drivers. You got WrestleCon. You got all these things going. You know, at one time, you know, you had, you know, Faye Jackson was doing the, you know, the Great Sweatpants Battle Royal. You know, right. all the all the stuff was going on. So, like, you pretty much have to, like, this ain't for the week. This ain't for the, you know, for the, you know, for the week hardy. You know, you really got to, right. you know, you really got to, you know, prepare yourself. Right. But, yeah, like I was saying, it's basically like an all-star weekend, you know. Right. That was going on. So so much stuff is going on. Is is not for the faint of heart, man. Um, I could share so many stories from all three weekends that I was there, man. It it that would be an episode. Um, just like seeing my homeboy Will, you know, take care of business, you know, and get no shirts to you know to Dash Wilder in you know the revival last year. You know, so much stuff happened. That year. Right. Um. Uh. It just you can. You can feel people's pain. You can feel, you know, people really like no shit, like sad. This is happening. You know, we can make all the jokes we want. You know, you know, people talking about like all the dick appointments and you know stuff <laughs> they had going on this week, and you know the wrestlers they was gonna try to shoot they shot at and everything. Because all, I mean, all that shit, you know, all that stuff happens. You know, yeah. you know. But also, I just think that people are just bummed about because there's a certain camaraderie that you get during that week man like yeah the vibe you you get a vibe man like sometimes you're sitting next to people you don't know you just start rapping yeah right start rapping you know y'all just start you know getting along and stuff like that happened to me plenty of times um yeah uh wrestlemania in new orleans um i think that was was that 34 which one was that not 30, but was that 34? The second one in New Orleans, 34, yeah. Yeah, the second mm. New Orleans. When I went there, um, I actually met my homeboy uh, at This Is J. Rose. Shout out to J. Rose, man. One of the best. Yeah, shout out to J. Rose. 
he's everything right now in indie wrestling right now. He's definitely mm-hmm. getting the stock up right now. Um, from you know the video montages to you know his ring announcing game. You know he mm-hmm. is really getting he's really getting into it, man. Um, so shout out to him, Paradigm Pro Wrestling over there. Shout out to sure. him. Uh, shout out, you know, shout out his partner Maui. Um, I met him <laughs> through a tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was at Progress. I was at the Progress or whatever. This is the same gotcha. Progress where this is the same Progress where um, Keith Lee had to leave like at the last minute, yeah. you know, because he got signed. Right. So exactly. Yeah. So um, I remember he was there, and I remember um. I was I got super drunk because progress was like it doors open like at eleven thirty. Yeah. And um they had black bartenders and they had a Hennessy for five dollars. Mm, this pro- <laughs> at the progress show? At the progress show. Hennessy mm, for five dollars. I like that. Yeah, man. I yeah. was like, yeah. Let me get all of that. Let me get a double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? But you, right. didn't have to ask, you, didn't, you didn't even have to ask for them because you know how niggas be. You know, niggas heavy, we, we heavy handed, especially when yes. we form with each other. Exactly. So I got like at least a triple and like a drop of coke. So like I'm super yeah. faded. I'm it's super flowing. faded and, and progress. And I think uh, Pete Dunn comes out to, to, to go get somebody. I forgot who it was. I'm so drunk, I yell out, Yo, why Pete Dunn got the Ruby Ryan haircut? And the niggas is like, I hear like this this small group over here that's like dying. Right. Yeah. Let's you know, um, you know my, uh, my one of my homeboys is like, yo, 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 yo. Somebody just tweeting you, yo. Somebody just yeah. said something about you. And like, it was Jay Rose. He was Got like, you. Somebody, yeah. He's like, yo, somebody just said just yelled that Pete Dunn that he had the Ruby Rose haircut. Right. <laughs> and this is like, <laughs> this is when you know. Oh, also. Ladies, That's we ain't forget. We ain't forget that y'all used to do the the Cassie. Remember the the Cassie? Oh, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we still remember that shit. It, 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 it was popping off for a minute. I definitely yeah. remember because the picture popped up on Twitter the other day. I'm like, dang, I forgot this Cassie had this drum. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, it brought back memories. Yeah, so we <laughs> yeah. kind of had that too. And the way the haircut that Pete had reminded me of that, or maybe just reminded drunk me of that. So I right. just yelled it. But that's how I met Jay Rose. Um, and that's how you you just meet people like that, man. I don't met so many people at like at at you know the what you call this before WrestleMania, the uh the pregames, the uh mm-hmm. what we call it, the tailgating, tailgating right. outside the stadiums and everything. I've met so many people out there, man. Uh we met my first one in Orlando, we met some guys from who flew all the way from Chile. Yeah, major. They flew all the way to Chile to see Bray Wyatt. Just Talk to see Bray. Yeah, that's heavy. Talk that match. Yeah, that, yeah definitely. Did. That was such a terrible match with the fucking. Do you see the worms in the middle? They flew all the way out there. They flew all the way out there to. Uh, to Orlando to see Bray Wyatt and he lost that match, yo. Um Yeah, is that real? Yeah, yeah, is that real? And they're gonna they make, they're gonna this, make some travels. They brought this rum called Pisco or whatever. Mm. Mm. And they mixed it with like some Sprite for for your boy. Bro, I was like, fam, I couldn't even believe it. Right. I, I like 
some of the best rum I've had in my life. Some of the best rum. Yeah. Um, it, was, it, was, it was real, real cool, man. Um, yeah. So, hold on. Is my, do I got my, my, my screen up? No, go. I just there you go. Oh, yeah, 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 I didn't even know I had my screen. I, I thought I didn't even have my screen. But uh <laughs> uh yeah, man, it's you see these people together and it's such a great thing, man. It's such a great thing because it brings pe- it actually brings people together. And that's why I love WrestleMania week. Just right. you know, not just for the events, but the camaraderie that's that's with it. So that was right. that was dope. That was real, 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 real dope. Right. And it's crazy because, I mean, when, when you talk about this weekend, you know, that's the, pretty much the reason why I wanted to launch, you know what I mean, the curtain call during WrestleMania weekend. It only makes sense to. And then, you know, once this whole thing happened, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, probably going to have to go back to basis and wait for next year because I don't want to launch, like, 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 like first out the gate, right? Because I've done other projects before. I've done podcasting before. But, like, my first wrestling project, like, I would just love to just drop during that time when that vibe is apparent, you know what I mean? And being in that city and, like, just all of these things happening. And, like, you know, one thing that inspired me to make that decision was, like, you know, seeing, like, y'all's work last year you know what i mean like seeing you know y'all at pancakes and pile drivers like the tailgate you know what i mean before you know what i mean the show at met life and like seeing like listening to y'all and like julio from um don't try this at home and then you know will with the shirts and the pins and everything it just was real good i'm like this is dope and i would like i'm like i want in and it would be dope to like put a product out among that vibe you know what I mean? recording that pot that recording that episode <laughs> Like I listened to it the, the other day, it and it brought back so many memories, so many things that I forgot that it happened, that even happened that day. Like yeah. I was, I was probably drunk by like eleven, ten, eleven a.m. Anyway, because like mm-hmm. it was WrestleMania day, everybody was lit, everybody was just like, "Yo, you know, will body body pass the shirt?" So we we knew he was handing the shirt right. out and everything. Yeah. Uh, it then we got to the parking lot and it was just it was just bananas, yo. It was just recording with those guys, man. Shout out to Harvard Julio and Gino the book. Absolutely. From, um, um from uh Don't Try This at Home Radio, guys. Um shout out to those guys, top guys. Um <laughs> right. you know, top guys doing top things, man. They what um because of them, that's why I started 2DS. You know, so shout out to them, man. Uh, and also, you know, the other, you know, wrestling podcasters that we met out there, too. Like, people like uh, Java's Tears and people that, you know, I wanted to be, like, dead-ass girls and stuff like that. Because they got dope content as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the the black wrestling um, Twitter, you know, it's, you know, we, we can eat our young at times. You know, but other times we can be real, real supportive, man. So it's, yeah. You know, it's great to see, you know, great podcasters and great, you know, you know, people, you know, that are in their bag and care so much about giving great content. You yeah. know, so um, yeah, shout out to them. It, it was just a great time recording with them because I'd never met Julio in my life. I never mm. met, you know, I never met Jules in my life before because yeah. you know, he's in New York. I was where I was at and everything. And we didn't even meet in a wrestling group. We met in like a music Facebook group. 
and yeah. he just so happened to say something about wrestling. We and me and my boy Will was like, "Oh, you with the shits?" And he was like, "Definitely." He was yeah. like, "Oh, we got you over here." And yeah. then, um, all right. Yeah, it was a rap after that, mm. and then just you know us meeting. We met at a Supercard of Honor. Mm, right. Yeah. And like the hug that we gave each other in Madison Square Garden, just like, yo, I like I've been waiting for this moment for so long, you know. Right, the supercar. Yeah. Yeah, and then just finally like being able to uh respond, you know, not respond, but to uh, record with each other, you know, during WrestleMania during WrestleMania um morning in that in that parking lot. It was such a great show. Such it was great vibes, a lot of weed, a lot of energy. I think yeah. there was like one bottle of Ciroc that was out there, but <laughs> floating around, like we, yeah, floating around. We was trying to cook hamburgers, but we never brought any like spatulas and stuff. So like, <laughs> shout out to my boy PJ because he was like, like trying to, you know, my boy was trying to like, he was trying to flip with his hand. <laughs> That's right, yeah, <laughs> and, or right. like and kind of like use the box or whatever. Like somebody like gave like exactly. a, a, somebody got a like. Had like a knife out of nowhere, like trying That's to help maneuver that shit. Right. It was it was crazy, yo. It was, <laughs> I'll say this: it was one of our worst bonfires as far as like food, because we usually have like some good food at our right. tailgate. And right. Like, as far as the vibes, though, like we just didn't fucking care. It was still lit. It was it was right. crazy, abundant. Right, man. Was, you know, so it was dope, man. But um, yeah. I can understand why people are so bummed out, man. You know, but I can only feel like, you know, we can get through this and come up with something bigger and better for next year. You know, like yeah. you said, like you said with Curtain Call, you know, maybe you just gotta, you know, put, you know, put it together, you know, for next year. Yeah. You don't wanna yeah, you don't wanna, yeah. you know, get it ready for um money in the bank. You know, you know, you don't want to drop during money in the bank. You know, you don't want to drop all. during during Fastlane. You know, you, right. want <laughs> you want that energy, you want that, right, that hunger and that need yeah. for, like, new things, fresh things. And that was the thing, like, seeing, and that's the thing, like, I, again, like, I came into wrestling as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, literally, like, my, you know, I'm I'm from Philly, you know what I mean? I'm born and raised in, in, in Philadelphia, you know what I mean? Most of my family are from uh, North Carolina, and I have, you know, some family um, that are, you know, of Caribbean descent that live in the Bronx. But right. for the most part, most of my family from down south, you know what I mean? And when my dad, you know, came home from jail in 96, had to do like a stint of like a year, wasn't too crazy. You know, first place I went to was a wrestling event, and that event just happened to be at MSG, and it was, you know, the, the curtain call show, right? And thinking about like, damn, like, and being a part of that, and like that taking place in New York, and like New York kind of being basically like, you know, it's a bunch of wrestling meccas around the world right but new york is definitely one of them and like you know that vibe of you know what i'm saying 35 i'm sure was like crazy and seeing that from where i was back in philly like seeing y'all coverage and like i said at pancakes you know what i mean like seeing you link up with trina and like the other stories you told me about from them like and you know shout out to uh trina Dale, i swear they on uh twitter as well you know what i mean shout I out like, shout out to shout out to sis man yeah, the, for me, I mean, I you know, last Mark Standing was like my shit that got me through most of my days at work. You know what I mean? Because they was talking about pro wrestling, but they was talking about life and times and real. Yeah, you know I mean, real things, right? Besides like who got booked and you know if this was cool or not. 
long story short though, bro, a lot of the things that I was saying were just real inspirational. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I definitely got some experience with wrestling. I love it. I went to full sale. I was a part of that for a minute. And I'm you know like, what? yeah, I actually maybe applied to full sale. I actually applied. Yeah. But when yeah, you know, man. when they when they when they sent that bill, I was like, <laughs> yeah, bro, they, they 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 need that. They be yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's always gonna be a thing with them. Yeah, you know I mean, but yeah, I just really, I just appreciate y'all a whole lot, bro. And um, it's it's just it's just good to see. Like I said earlier, like a lot of times, like shit can get annoying, but for the most part, it's a lot of good ass folks in the wrestling community, man. And like that's that's why I'm here, cause I think I'm a good person. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a good folks. So I want to be other good folks. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly, so, exactly. That just got the same interest. So, yeah. so you know, we talk about how uh, we we're talking about how what you call it. You know, uh, WrestleMania, you know, week has been canceled. They're still going strong with uh, yeah. WrestleMania in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I saw somebody, I saw, they, they got the shirt out, WrestleMania in your house. Saw that, man. I might yeah. have to grab yeah. that, John. I might have to grab that. that really. But, That's hilarious. Know, um, a lot of people feel like this shit this shouldn't go on because this is like one like pretty much one of the last events that's I mean, albeit there's no fans, you know, you know, they get in their smack closed room, you know, going on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, shout, shout out to Smack. Shout out to Smack. And, um if y'all right. don't know what Smack is, Smack is like the NBA of battle rap. You know, is that's that's yeah. the, you know that's that's the league right there. Uh, I mean, but you know, no disrespect to ARP, you know, and uh, bullpen battle league as well, you know. But yeah. it's just, just one of those tiers where if you get to UR, URL and you see you hit a spirit, like, right? You know you're there. You know you're there, mm-hmm. and right. you know as much as they're known for, you know, their summer madnesses and double impacts and stuff like, like that. It's the closed room battles that you get some of the. There's earth rattlers, do earth shaking, you know, bars from. Cause when you, yeah. when you really don't have a crowd to react to, you just got a couple of your peers, you know, mm. the mood is different. It, the energy yeah. is different. So, you know, that's why I, I forgot who said it, man, but shout out my homeboy <laughs> at work who was uh, saying that WWE is on their smack shit right now um, <laughs> with, they clo- with the closed room battles. Um, a lot of people feel like this shouldn't have happened. Everybody voted on it. Voted was it seemed like the consensus was like, no, we shouldn't do it except Vince. And yeah. I know they're saying like a lot of stuff is has been pre-recorded. A uh, certain stuff is gonna be live and everything. Um, Roman Reigns, you know, a lot of stuff that was that was uh, advertised is not happening no more. Like Roman Reigns Goldberg is not gonna happen. Of course, you know. If you don't know Roman Reigns, you know he has just came back from remission of mm-hmm. from leukemia, so his body is real susceptible to being sick. Yeah, you know, so he wants to protect. And plus, you know, he has kids, he has you know has a family and everything. So, um, you know, he has to watch out for those interests and everything like yeah. that. So, he, so he's backed away. Um, I know the Usos have talked have been on Instagram calling it Rona Rona Mania. Yeah, um, you know you 
Yo, Usos are like Teflon. Like, they'll get like DUIs and all they'll get is contract extensions. Yeah. Because I mean, I, yeah. somebody has to go against Udo. Somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody has, somebody loves them back there, man. Somebody do. And I mean, that's not, you know, to their discredit, or I just think it's a fact. I just really feel, and, and that's what you need in this business. It's, I, you know, you just do. And it's interesting, I, and I think, and I want to get into a little something about as far as like decision making and all of this around these things. Again, I am not Vince McMahon. I do not have a billion dollars. I do not own a company that is publicly traded on Wall Street. But when we think about the logistics and the ins and outs of some of the decisions that could be made, and then some of the decisions that are made, we just like, damn, like why did it happen like that, right? Um, so I want to start from there. So one thing that I did hear what was going on is that Miz, when he reported to the PC. He showed up with symptoms that the men showed up sick, basically. Um, and when, the, you know, people caught wind of that, you know, I mean, the twins caught wind of that. And so did Big Oos. Big Oos caught wind of that. He said, oh, fuck no, I'm not. I'm not. We're not doing this. My thing is this. I don't. That's the decision he makes. So I'm not even about to get into that if anybody thinks that. But what I am about to get into is this. The days leading up to these um, live recording days, days in which they were, you know, gearing up to do Raws and SmackDowns and NXTs and such, right? And, like, the, they were really making that, like, a And this is why I critique Vince a lot, because it's like, bro, like, what's the priority here? If WrestleMania isn't, if WrestleMania is the priority, as soon as you figure out that Florida really might be, like, really, like, entrenching down on this shit, because, like, shit is really going down, and a lot of people down here is, like, immunocompromised and, like, actually testing positive, Shoot the matches. My thing is, why didn't Roman and Goldberg get shot like days prior? Facts. You know what I mean? They probably, probably wanted to do that. They probably wanted to do that live. They probably wanted to do that one live. But no, this is why. I so follow me. This is where I, this is where events get. This is where events kills me because, or at least, or some 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 people in this company. If you don't, you know what I mean, yeah. What makes y'all think? Because what I'm thinking is that they were under the idea that oh, this may be blow. This probably could blow over, and we're probably going to be able to do this live. No, you're not. If if you if you have the idea that you're shooting this in a PC, why are you going with the idea that we're going to do this live? Take advantage of the fact that one time Vince McMahon said in the movie Beyond the Mat, like you know, we're a company that makes movies. Make, make movies. A movie. Make a movie. It don't take an audience to make no movie. But we see that professional in professional wrestling. I'm sorry, a, a, a live audience is a huge part of that equation when you're watching that on television. When we think about WrestleMania, WrestleMania is this thing that came from, like, literally, like, Vince McMahon got the name from Beatlemania with the Beatles. Because when the Beatles showed up to America, it was thousands of people waiting to see these motherfuckers, and they was going crazy. And, like, thus Hulkamania had came. Fuck Hulk Hogan. But you saw, it's, it's the, the mania of it, the people, the hysteria, the, the loudness. The case of the mortals. Like, so if you ask me, it should have just been... It just should have just been wrapped up. But my thing is, they should have taped the matches early. They were too cocky in their approach with the government of Tampa. And they thought that they would be able to do the show live. Yeah. And they weren't. Like, we heard that Vince was a part of those meetings downtown. But, bro, it's like, you, this is not and happening the way you're going to think it is because you're a rich person. He was trying to recoup on his, on his insurance money and everything. He was, right? And I, but, but Vince has access to all of... Vince has, at this point in time, Vince has the most access to cash that he's ever had in his history as chief executive officer of this organization. The liquidity of the WWE is very evident based on Saudi Arabia deals and deals with Fox. 
and that's all I'm and I'm, and I'm just leave it at there. But I just feel like they was really cocky in their approach with the government, and now they kind of like looking looking silly in a way because the card is totally deteriorated. You have no Roman, you have no Miz, which I and I guess you, which means you won't have no Morrison, or I don't even know, you know what I mean? But certain things just aren't right anymore because of those things that's happened with the card because they decided to wait too long to take matches. I feel what you're saying about that. Why not just shoot a movie? Because WWE and I mean it's hard. You know what I mean? It's not that it's it's better. It's easier said than done, right? But it's like it's 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 desperate times. If you're gonna if you're gonna go on with the show and not postpone it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and they're one of the best, you know, uh, video packaging. Like they can make a video package, you know, very very well. They're one of the best. So I don't million dollar production studio, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess but he, thought he, some, he thought he had some inside information, you know, being that, you know, Linda's on the education board. <laughs> yeah, man. It's I, oh, boy. It's so you political. Know, but, you know, but hey, we're just the messengers. We're just the messengers. That's it. It's all, yeah, it's all facts. That, that's it, man. But, uh, man, I, I hope WrestleMania, you know, is, they're doing two days, right? It's this yeah. Sunday... And when? Uh, Saturday and a Sunday. Okay, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I don't. I don't know what happens, man. I don't. I really don't know what happens. Um, yeah, I'm I guess. Very I guess. <laughs> let's get Kofi and Goldberg. Put the strap back on Kofi. <laughs> First of all. I don't even know why it was put on the ball, Goldberg. Like, why are we doing this? For the Saudi Arabian government? Like, what are we doing? Because we gotta we gotta get somehow get the crown to Roman Reigns. Now, I'll be the yeah. first to say this, man. He was like unfairly like unfairly like we, we judged him a lot, you know. But also, he was kind of like shoved down our throats. He was kind of put, they put right. that rock to his back. I was there in Philly, man. I was there at the Rumble, and that was intense. I was there. I'm like, man, this is, yeah, okay. And like, and like, and not even, like, <laughs> it's very telling when not even the rock can put you over. Because, like, because, like, you hear those boos, and you're just like, ooh, yeah. what's going on? Um, you know, so he went through a lot, man. And then I just think that uh, as time go went on, as he got to, we got time to flesh out his character. And you know, even though this was an unfortunate event, like him, you know, having to, uh, I think he did have the title at the time, having to drop the title, um, because his leukemia came back. We kind of didn't, you know, I won't say kinda, you know, we started to like Joe. Yeah, he didn't. You know, it was because it wasn't Roman after that. It was like right because he introduced himself as Joe. Yeah, so it's, you know, we felt for Joe. We kind of identified with Joe. Our hearts, we you know, went out to Joe. And when he came back, it was just like a momentous occasion. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it's been like what two, three years with him without the belt. Yeah. It's been a minute, yeah. you know. So I do think it's time for for him to have a run. I do yeah, a good one, a good a good run. 
because you know I feel like the people are finally kind of behind them. But when you do certain fuckery like this, you know, you put the strap on Goldberg, you know, just for a cash grab and Super Showdown in um in Saudi <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like I would have been much more compelled with, you know, with what you call it with uh with the Fiend and Roman. That could be yeah. some great storytelling going on right there. Yeah, for sure. Like, could do some great things with that. Yeah. Um, That's a clash. I just don't understand why they do this to Bray, man. And I don't understand, you know, just... And I don't understand why they do this to Roman, man. Because they, they put him in a position to where he kind of is the bad guy. You know, the fans are going to... Some fans are going to see him as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You no, know, but, yo, man, Roman, he tired of y'all shit, man. Like, I saw this <laughs> the other day. My man was like, yo, like, first y'all ain't want me there. Now, you know, now y'all mad because I ain't showing up. Like, talk your shit, Roman. Talk your shit. Because he's been the face of this company, and he's done this company really well. He's always been really graceful. He's always been really respectful, right? He's he's taking the bumps. He's taking the cuts. We've seen, you know, the, the 24 episode when the Roman been through a lot. You know what I mean? Remission, a lot. And so when you think about what he has the right to do or say. Yeah. Let it let it let it fly, Joe. Cause they got like, you fucked up out here, bro. Yeah, like like my man Dadu, is real. Like Dadu Ma said, speak your truth, nigga. Speak your <laughs> truth. <laughs> exactly. Like, that is only one of right. Dadu Umar like things I'm ever gonna say other than gifts. Right. Yes. Donations. Donations. <laughs> Other than that, you ain't get no you you'll get no mention of Dr. Umar. Oh man, the, people from my city zone. are crazy, bro. Yo, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got y'all gotta claim that one. Y'all gotta claim that one. Bro, that, who else? Who else gonna claim that? <laughs> you don't claim that. Like, like come on, man. Come on, man. Like, come home. Relax. I feel, I, I feel you, man. If if Philly got Dr. Umar, then uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> they got Jim Ross, and they got <laughs> our boy, uh, our boy the, the Tiger King, man. Um, <laughs> yo. Excellent. Right, yeah. <laughs> yo, man, everything that's been going on with, with quarantine, man, with, uh, with COVID-19 has brought a lot of things to the light, man. A lot of good shows. We talked about Dark Side of the Rain. Um, that's dropping. Uh, the Michael Jordan uh, Last Dance doc, ten parts, is dropping on the nineteenth. And then you got this movie that was supposed to be about the underworld, the underbelly of exotic animals. Mm-hmm. But it just turned out to be a whole new life as they were filming. Like you can see things just change on the fly as they were filming like yo what the fuck is going on like what is going on um of course we talk about Tiger King Mm -hmm. and uh I love documentaries low I know you love documentaries this reminded me of the fire festival one Um, Mm -hmm. not the one on Netflix the one on Hulu yeah, that was I thought that was spectacular, right? Uh, like, yo, man, every time, every episode, every not even every episode, but every moment where I was just like, 
yo, it can't get crazier than this. It and does. It, just, uh, it yeah. does. <laughs> My man had, you know, husbands that weren't even gay. Uh, my man uh, had an employee who got their arm ripped, bitten off, ripped off, whatever. Yeah. And chose to amputate it, you know, so the zoo wouldn't have negative publicity. Right. Uh, you got my man, was it Bhagavan, Bagadon, Baghdad, was it Bhagavan? Yeah, Doc Bhagavan, Doc Antle. Yeah. <laughs> the R. Kelly of exotic animals. Oh, of the, of the, man. <laughs> with his harem yeah. of females, which were kind of bad, yo. <laughs> my man, it was bad. My man, my man, get them at a young age and changing the names. <laughs> Everything. That's the thing. Like, you know, you 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 got you got grace because you know they older than us. This boy, yeah, I mean they or, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean this boy was a was a grown man. Like, yeah, you 16, yeah, you can slide over. Oh, you like animals? Come on down. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I mean like like what the girls one of the girls who finally like who quit or whatever, they were just like, yo. You I appreciate get, her. You about to get implants. And she was like, um, nah. Like, no, no, no. Like, you already, we already got you booked. She said, I don't remember agreeing to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, my, she don't remember. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like, so that's the thing. Like, I'm, to your credit, like, as you watching it, it's like, wait a minute. No. No. Oh, for real? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's just like, word? That's what y'all, like, you just woke up in the hospital bed? Like, oh, these are, these are different. Right. She was saying, like, with their schedule or whatever, she was like, yo, I finally got to sleep. Come on, man. Like, it took a a, plas- a cosmetic surgery for his benefit for you to... F- you, you had to find some lining, some silver lining for yourself. So for his benefit, right. You know, and that was sleep. And that was... That's crazy, man. Right, uh, right. Like, yo, y'all gotta watch this thing, man, on, on Netflix. It's like the number one thing, like, I, I appreciate Netflix doing this rating system now. Like, they got their the own little top ten. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, it's the number one thing right now on Netflix, and y'all gotta watch it, man. Y'all definitely gotta check this out. It's such a great, it's, it's really a great do, um, documentary, man. Seven parts, you know, free my, you know, free my nigga Joe Exotic, Lock up Carl Bass and um, Carol Baskins or whatever. And I don't just, know, bro. Did you see the old? Yo, she killed her husband, fam. She killed that man. I think so. That's the thing. I think Carol Baskin definitely moves in silence. I definitely think she on some shit. I definitely think, you know what I mean. She dots all her eyes, crosses her T's. You know what I mean? Like make her coffee the same every day. You know what I mean? Like, she that she that thorough. She got things in order. Because we see what... We see how she get her money, and we see what avenue she try to play with the government and shit. Oh, yeah. Because all, all of them are volunteers. Yeah, but... It's, 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 it's up in the air. Because I feel like with her husband, I feel like he was a really interested dude that could have fit into a lot of circles. When that one boy told that one story about how he was carrying around 500s, nigga carrying around McKinley's, that's that's a bit much. And I don't know if a lot of people know, but, like, you know, they was printing $500 bills around, like, World War One, World War Two, 
And unless you was a millionaire, you wouldn't probably couldn't get access to those. The bank wasn't giving you those unless you had a network of probably about 10 million. You know what I mean? But fast forward, they stopped printing them around after the Second World War. But Boyle was saying he was walking around with them when, like in the 70s and 80s, right, Nige? Yeah. So this bull might have been like some type of like elk. He might have been an American Legion. He might have been a Mason. I don't know who this bull was, but he was semi. But for him to just disappear like that, you know, yeah. you would think that the spouse would like, okay, like where did your husband go? But she got a her story seemed pretty legitimate about the last time she's seen him. So I don't know. You know, what I, I mean, when I first saw it, because I had to run that episode back twice, right. So like when I when I first saw it, I was like, yo, maybe my nigga just like got a clean break. Like he had a stash, like he ain't even like that nobody even knew about. Right. He just did. And just like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm just gonna fake my death and just be out. Probably that pressure, you never know. Coast the yeah. he probably did take right. It's like fuck, fuck everything. Because... My wife said she's gonna kill me. But she but that was another thing we was talking about too. She threatened him. Yeah, you know I mean, you could threaten somebody, but she took his guns. But yeah, yeah, I mean Franklin Saint. So we know how that go. But yeah, you know how that go, man. And another this- thing though about your man Joe, I, Joe, I kind of got. I'm, 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 I'm in two different places with Joe Exotic. And can I explain why? Yeah, go ahead. So Joe Exotic, yeah, you know, I feel like he definitely was a guy that was put in a real precarious position. His brother died. I think it was his brother's dream to have like you know what I mean access to animals and all of these things. My thing is this. Now, when we talk about people, you know, where I'm from, and when we talk that gun talk and all of that, that come with something. And it, and, and when you talk it, it come with a certain backdrop, right? Yeah. Now, he was, now all this about how I'm going to shoot Carol, Carol this, Carol that. And granted, that could have been for internet ratings, and that could have been for the betterment of the show. And it's like, surely was talking about taking away your livelihood. So I can see why you talking about offing somebody, and you you get down like that no matter who, no no matter the gender, no matter the person. If they try to take that away from you, you bring that right. Yeah. But here come the other guys. It was the one boy. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, Jeff Jeffalo. Yes, he keep reminding me of Mike Ermintrout from Breaking <laughs> Bad. That's who he remind me of. But Jeff Lowe and the other guy, they basically strong arm the land from you in your face, and you don't do anything. No, so, man, oh, that's just my, my other man, thing with my man, He packed up his trucks with his, with his animals and was out. But that's the thing. They called him at that time, and it was real strategic when, when they was when they brought that energy to him. Yeah. Because at that point, his back was against the wall. It ain't no guns to run and get, because, like, these these balls, is it's that time. Like, I didn't, they, like, I these motherfuckers done beat the clock on me. You know what I mean? So I could dig it. It's just a lot of nuance. But that's my own, like, damn. Like, it, it was crazy because, like, my man Jeff Lowe, he was like, everybody's talking about, I set him up. I set him up. How did I set him up? And then he proceeds to talk about how he set him up. I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> what happened? Hold on, fam. What, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, man. Like, yo, yeah. Like, yeah. You, keep, you, you can't write this, man. Only in America. Only. Only. Only in America. Like, Only, bro. Florida man, we're the Florida man, yo. Right, right, right. In Florida, this shit don't That's happen crazy. in Paris. This Some of it was in Tampa. Some of the story was in Tampa. Right. Like, yo, I want to know, like, if, like, okay, imagine if you know the outbreak had passed and everything, and like this still came out. Do you think people would have been trying to go find Carol? 
go to the zoo. You about, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You saying if the outbreak didn't happen? Yeah, and this still and this still came out. Do you think? And, <laughs> and like during WrestleMania week, people would have been trying to do like Carol Baskin and them tours. And absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, they'd like go find it. It's funny because on the day of Mania, and it's because I was thinking about doing a lot of different things on Sunday. I was going to go to Bush Gardens that day. Me and my partner going to go to Bush Gardens, see some animals. I, you know, I. I know that's supposed to be, you know, I'm 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 trying to do the best things when I travel. So it was like I'll spend some money on Bush I've Gardens. Always I, mean? Bush, I always heard that Bush Gardens was like the shit. I went to Sea World, wasn't too like, right. yeah, okay, cool, Kiko, <laughs> Free Willy, right, I, right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Legoland, oh, right, all, right, Legos all over, okay, exactly. awesome, but. Bush Gardens, they always made Bush Gardens like it was that shit. Like, wait a minute, y'all got roller coasters and tigers and shit? Like, what? They got all that. <laughs> they got they got Africa and Asia, so they say. So yeah. fuck, it's, it's crazy, but it's like I'll you know I'll I'll do the experience. But it's like you know that was gonna be like the little Florida animal thing we was gonna do, and then like you know Corona hit, then this documentary came out, and I'm just like, bro, this is so ironic. Like this is just, but to your quite like to your point, bro. The people would have definitely been on like, let's go see like, yeah, like that's we trying to much. find Carol. We try we either go try to find Don's body. Or we trying to find Carol. <laughs> right, Big Don Rescue. You know what I mean? Like they we we gonna see what's up. Either it, way, it, that's how that yeah. It, people would have definitely it was so been many on holes show. in that in the investigation, bro. It was so many yeah. holes played. Like, to, to look at it, I was like, dang, like, <laughs> black people shouldn't feel half bad. Like, Tupac's family and Biggs shouldn't feel half bad. Because, like... It's a lot of people out here, bro. It's like they did more for them than they did for for, for the big homie Don. <laughs> they was like, oh, well, we'll just get that nigga a year. <laughs> yeah. And I question shit like that. It's like, you know, it's just like, even when motherfuckers is like, wait, why... Why don't the why don't why don't why why is the investigation being cut short? Like what's going on? Like, I don't know. Yo, she redrafted the will and everything. The will said in case of my disappearance. Where have you ever had a will that said in case of my disappearance? Right. I think motherfuckers be that's what I'm saying. Like if you got that in your will, you know some shit. I think homie, the the husband that she had with the with the whip, not the whip with the with the leash, who she married after yeah. He drew all that shit up, homie. And my man was vicious with the legal jargon. Probably. My man was I, nice. I don't put it past him. I don't put nothing past nobody in this whole story. So, you, yeah, because you know, he, he might be on to something. Yo, you know, if you notice from in the episodes to a point, certain point, Carol just shut the fuck up. And my nigga was yeah. like, hey, listen, we got the authorities involved. We got the FBI involved. Took the court. Because they had that long money. Like, that was basically what it was. They're like, yeah. just going, like, we'll just kill you this way. Right. Like, we'll just tie the everything fam- up in yeah. fucking court. Exactly. Because I felt bad our, for the family. Yeah. Our money yeah. longer than yours. Yeah. And Way we got down. that old money. And we know and where that, that comes from. That, that, that darn old money, man. But, right. I mean... <laughs> Right. It's just a seed. It, it it was just a seedy thing, man. Um, I know people are kind of like speaking out about it. And, you know, uh, the homie Trina, you know, she was, you know, she has her opinions on it and everything. Um, 
I feel like, you know, take it for what it is, y'all. You know, these like some of these some of the shit that we say, you know, it, it's just jokes, man. Because like I feel like after a while we forgot what the true story was, and that was about these animals being, you know, illegally bred and sold, shit like that. Yeah, so that's what the real story was. And somehow between episode two and the last episode, we just lost sight of that. Um, you know, a great documentary, great series, man. So uh, definitely check that out, man. Definitely check out Tiger King. Um, yo, so we like the th- the theme has just been the Rona, man. It's just been the Rona and the Rona. Yeah. The Rona has taken, but the Rona has given <laughs> some great things, man. Some great content, bro. Yeah. These things that I'm talking about, you know, we talked about Dark Side of the Ring, man. Talked about, you know, the Tiger King thing. We, we talked about the Jordan documentary that they're, they're pushing up. That was supposed to come out, I feel like, next year. Or like, Yeah, I'm like, so glad they pushed that up, bro. Um, Yo, LeBron. It's LeBron. <laughs> LeBron was like, hey, y'all need to do something with this shit. Like, for real. Yes. The only thing that's going to choke me up is when I see Kobe. Yeah, bro. I ain't going to be ready for that. Me neither. He's talking about guys that still living. Yeah. Like, you know I'm, I mean, exactly. Make... Talking about guys that still living. Like, crazy. You know, who he saw when he was younger. Exactly. And he so thought he was going to be hard to sit with. Mm hmm. You know, it, it's crazy. Um, we've been treated, you know, these celebrities, they've been treating us with our music, our musicians, rappers, uh, producers, songwriters, whatnot. They've been giving us these battles on Instagram, man. Um, we had the, we started out with the Swiss and Timberland battle. Um, I had. Mm. I had Timberland winning that because you, your catalog. I love Swiss, yeah, you know, but your catalog ain't like ain't like Timbo's. You it's too you long, know, you, yeah. It's too long, and he's too calculative. Like, uh, then I saw the Hip Boy and um Boy Wonder, yeah. Um, I don't know. I really didn't get to watch that one, but a lot of people were saying... I heard a lot of mixed stuff. I heard people said that they thought Hit Boy won, and I seen some people that said uh, Boy Wonder won. Did you get Did you get to see that one? I did, and I think for me this is the most like favorite one because it's kind of like the most like kind of like the most divisive that kind of people choose on either side. It does depend on what you're looking for in these battles, and also like what is the criteria. So with the Hit Boy and Boy Wonder battle, I thought it was real interesting how Hit Boy somehow has a versatile like he has like multiple tier. You know what I mean? Like, and I think like Wale said it. He was like, "Yo, when you really think about it, like Hit Boy got Benny the Butcher like 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 he like Benny the Butcher all the way through to Beyonce." Yeah, you know I mean, like, and this, but when you look at like Wonder, like this is like. He's really like a he's he's the hit man, yeah. You know I mean, like, cause he got Drake, he got he got Eminem. So you know, cause Hit, hit Boy has these moments that are like really like relevant. Niggas in Paris, like hip, niggas in Paris. You know what I mean? Like he got he got certain you know Dom Kennedy. It's it's certain things that's like moments, but it's like 
this boy boy wonder is like drake's like basis <laughs> you know what i mean we, he like, did think forever, about it like he? that like huh he did forever he, he did he? forever he did forever i really appreciate it when hit boy dropped dropped the world after wonder dropped i'm not a free wait a minute hit boy I, didn't I, drop the world you know he did you know he did because what he's because what I happened did not, was yo i did not know that hit boy did drop the world drop the world is him hit boy wow. got some shit. yeah that's so, crazy. So, tech is 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 is, is it, again. It just depends on what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, so once Hit Boy started playing his Drake shit, Wonder was like, "All right, dog. Like, don't Drake battle me though." And then like he kind of, you know, body shot, headshot. He was fucking him up because he got all the Drake shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it it, it just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for catalog, if you're looking for bangers, if you're looking for like range of artists. It just depends on what you're looking for, but going back to, you know, what you were saying, you know, in our conversation earlier about John Tay and Neo, that was probably the best joint. Yeah, because that, I, that, I went yeah, I back. Just, yeah, I was just about to get into that. That was yeah. my favorite, that was my favorite battle. Because, yeah. like, I didn't think that I would be, like, sitting glued in front of a phone like this, like, yelling songs out. Oh, he didn't play that song. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he wrote that song. Right, like those two Aaliyah songs or whatever. I don't want to, um, I don't want to be and um, be alone and um, come over. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't know John Taylor wrote that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know uh, Neo wrote um that Mac Wild song. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that John Taylor this this shorty like mine. Yeah, that's you're right. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know he did. That's um, heavy. Say, I didn't know he did. Um, can't help but wait and say goodbye. Like, like how deep in your back can you go? Yeah, and then, you, like, got, you got triple doubles. And then, <laughs> like, what, like what he said, like during a lot, he like, yo, people, for, like, yo, I'm from the '90s, bro. Yeah, the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to uh the Ox at the Ox DJ on Twitter. They made the play. Like, I looked to that playlist today. Like, yeah. Damn, that like you can just that's that's no skips, that's no skips on that one, right? Ain't a skip on that one. Um, about I mean, like we skipped one battle, we didn't talk about it, but it, this is probably the worst battle of the whole series so far. Um, Dream and Sean Gary, and I felt bad for Dream because a person that's of Dream's caliber. He should have got like a better opponent. You know, Sean Garrett was drunk, he was hot, whatever he was on, man. He was I don't know what he was on. But he was yeah, it was funny. And like some of the comments, like it really hit home. And you know, with some of these guys, you know, sometimes it's funny following some of these guys on social media, seeing their comments pop up in live because you kind of read it in their voice. Yeah. When Fat Joe was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? And it's funny because he was talking about <laughs> Fat Joe using the N-word. You know, you know, I've had this conversation before with a lot of different people. But anyway, when I saw that comment, bro, I, I it sent me. Like, I started hollering literally because I'm like, yo, he really is bugging to the point where Fat Joe got a type. And I read it in his <laughs> voice. That shit was just funny, bro. It was just funny. Like, I, yo, no, I started bugging well, like the next day when Swiss had my man on live and like talked to him. He was like, yo, I was trying to tell you. He was like, King, King. King, King. Yo, <laughs> right. 
you had right. people saying you was trying to get out of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, Swiss had looked like he had had it or whatever, man. Um, uh, right. So the battle last night that's pretty much got that had people divided, Manny Fresh against Scott Storch. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Everybody said that Storch killed him. Um, if you look at Cattle, like I looked at the songs that they had that they that they played against each other. Yeah. When you look at it, at first glance, you're like, "Yo, Storch got this one." Right. Exactly. But some, but if you but if you listen to it, because I got a chance to listen to the playlist. Whatever. Yeah. Once again, shout out Aux DJ. Um, when you listen to it, you like, wait a minute. But man, though, yeah, you know, a lot of like you even retweeted this. You was like, yo, Manny Fresh did all his beats by himself. Scott Storch had the fucking Avengers. You know, yeah, a lot of help. You know, so that's what, and that's what, like, and that's what I'm saying, like. Um, when I started looking at certain songs, I was like, "Like you got me." Like, okay, you only did the drums on that one, and then yeah. other songs like, "But you only did the piano on this one," right? Like, still DRE. Like, you only did the piano on this. One. It was just like, exactly. I was like, "Yo, where?" So, where's the cri-? Like, I felt like we lost the criteria again, just like with Jonte, um, Jonte Austin, or whatever. When he played, don't. I was like, "What yeah. is like Jonte Austin wrote don't." And it was like, no, it's a, a sample of a Mariah Carey song. I'm like, that he wrote, but he's still listed as a writer on the song. Right. <clears throat> and I was like, I like for real, like that's like y'all like stretching it like that or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on, fam. But these been good battles, man. Um Yeah, entertainment. I can't wait to see what, what they got next. Uh good looking for Joe, because Joe set up that hit boy battle. Um, yeah, I know they're saying T Pain against Lil John. That's that? what I heard. Why y'all doing that to the T Pain? Because first, I had T Pain against Scott Storch, so yeah, you know, it's just like, like T Pain, like, an was, artist, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, went from a, a it went from a quick death to a slow death with yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Lil John, man. And I think Lil John got bangers that we don't even know about. Of course. Um, I want to see somebody, you know, call ju- call Just name, call Blazes, call Just Blazes name. I want to see somebody, you know, do something. I want to yeah. see Pharrell like, yo, Pharrell like, cut the shit, man. We want to see you. Come on, man. Play. We we know you got shit. Fuck it. I want to see Pharrell. Yeah, versus, like, I want to see Pharrell versus Chad. <laughs> he basically gonna feel how Madlin feel. He gonna say that that's my teammate. <laughs> when, you know what I mean? When Madlin said about oh, like for real, I, like he's too good for the shit. You know, how, you know what I mean? You know, how he yeah, is. you know, yeah. He, he he's on some whole other rich nigga shit. But see, but Timberland and Swiss is on some whole that like rich nigga shit. Like, well, you, you know, because they, you know, it's like a Mount Rushmore, and so when it's that thing too, and when you know you want it, you know, you know, you know, how niggas good. I guess I just I just feel like some people just equate a lot of they amass a, a bit of wealth and they just like oh, oh yeah that's a part of it you just look down and be like brokies 
<laughs> yeah, bro, you're right. That's a part of that's a part of being on that Mount Rushmore. It's that financial. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Um, I know that there's rumors talking about we we might get a Puff JD battle. Mm. Man, if we get that, um, I, know they, I know they were talking about Hitmaker and Mustard. They both said that they was that they was with the shits. Mm. I like to see uh, Hit Hitmaker and Mustard, but. I feel like Mustard has an upper hand on him. Mustard going to have an upper hand on everybody. I think a sleeper, a good sleeper for Mustard. Honorable Cino. Honorable Cino got a lot of street shit that's tucked. And I don't think niggas really know. And if we was to hear some Cino shit up against some Mustard shit, it would make for a great battle. I'll do you Very one better. I'll do you one better. I'll, give, hmm. I'll, I'll take Honorable C-No and I'll raise with Shawty Red. Yeah, you get, right. I mean, because what we see what's going on with Jeezy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. you can do that. that. You know what I mean? Like, that's perfect. Perfect. Like, I, mean? I, don't perfect. See no, I don't see a lot of people calling out Zay, Zay Tolden's name. Because they don't want that. Niggas don't want that. <laughs> Zay, Zay Tolden, man. Zay, Zay on my Mount Rushmore. Zay's on your mouse my is producer, absolutely. Zay told me, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can't argue with that. I can't I can't I haven't even begun to think about Mount Rushmore producers. I don't even want to get into that because I'll I'll just go through a list of like I'm forgetting somebody. I gotta <laughs> put one I gotta put one street mixtape guy on there and that would be Zay. I gotta do like like I got like a street mixtape a like industry, like driving hard, like with the hits like yay, somebody like that. Like you know, I, I, give me some more time, but Zaytoven just got a Where lot of shit. Where would you put Young Chop at? Young Chop? He, well, Chop that work. He just ain't on my Mount Rushmore. He definitely top. Mm. Mm. You, you got to give Chop probably top 10 of the decade for the, for the, for just, just off the strength of like Keith and like don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't like, shit. don't like and, you. And the good music impact and you know the influence, you definitely, definitely top ten of the last decade. Definitely. Um who's the other producer? Uh I mean, we've already mentioned Al. Uh man. Vinyls. Vinyls, yeah. Berg start snapping. Well, we, you know, we raised some type of hit maker, right? But like uh, yeah, like you know. vinyls could definitely um I'd love to see Bink get in there. Bing, uh, for sure. We mentioned Key Wayne. Well, we was talking about Big Sean the other day. Yeah. Yeah, we was talking well, as far as well, projects. Big, well, well, Big Sean was about to drop Detroit, too, and I right. hope he got Key Wayne on there or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's it's a, it's a lot of people I want to see. I want to see Justice League out there. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I'll see this, thing. Too. Oh, who's I got gonna you. I got you. Who's going to call Khaled's name? I was saying Kyle and Drama would be crazy, but Kyle would fuck Drama up. Drama would have a lot of that street shit, but Kyle got all of his. You know what's, you know, Justice League, Cool and Dre. Justice League gets Cool and Dre? Yeah. I'd watch that. What? I'd watch that tag team. Yes. I'd watch that. Yeah. Like, that would be it. Um, I would like, I, I like Wheezy. Weezy and uh, Take Keith, something like that. Like, I I could use that. You know what um, I mean? I would like to see London on the track against Jetson. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. got you somebody. If I did have to put somebody on a Mount Rushmore, this is somebody you probably won't even think of. Mike Will. 
Oh yeah, you yo you yeah. First of all, Mike Will was top like three of the decade. Let's just put that out there. Last decade, Mike yeah. Will, Mike Mike Will, Mike Will probably top two, top and not two, top one. Yeah, you yeah, no doubt. I'll give you but that. Mike, but but this the I thing, Mike Will, know. Mike Will money long too. So he he's like broke. He's like he ain't gonna yes. come outside. He ain't gonna come that's outside. Why, that's that's them hits. And he got shit in the tuck. Like, I remember I was listening to this. You know, this, oh, this like old schoolboy Q. This, like, habits and contradictions. Um, My hating joint on, like, one of the schoolboy Q mixtapes. And, like, that Mike Will made. I'm like, yo, Mike did this joint, too? Like, with the flutes and with the... And I'm like, yo, this boy hand is kind of different. Like, he got some... And from there, I was hearing more versatile shit, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, Mike Will, man. My, you know, man, did a whole Molly, my, my man did a whole Molly Cyrus album. Exactly, and we were just talking about Shrimp and the impact that had, you know what I mean? So, you know, definitely Mike Will, yeah. Definitely, definitely. LeBron man. James, bro. Mike Will was LeBron. I ain't going to hold you on that one. I ain't going to hold you on that one at all. I ain't going <laughs> like, to hold you on that one. Mike, that Mike Will I'm trying, it, it, some, I feel like we're missing somebody. There's somebody, and I feel like we're missing somebody. And I yeah, can't. I, I, I'm trying. I wasn't trying to disrespect. That's yeah, what I was trying to I mean, bring if, up everybody who I could. Yeah, listeners, if y'all want to see somebody like yo, let us let us know. Let us know. Let us know at self control at, at self control pod on Twitter. You know, holler at me at at Nodges like you have holler at Low on Lorenzo for real at Lorenzo for real. Like let us know who, like what 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 producers would y'all want to see battle or whatever. Um, I know they were trying to do like a, um. A wrestling theme battle at one point. I seen um I forgot who was talking about that. I seen some tweet about that. Somebody was trying to do a wrestling theme battle. I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, CFO versus uh Jim Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but yo, CFO, yeah. they 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 just want their publishing back, man. So get them. You know what I mean? Get them. Get get them. I didn't know this could still. Have, I didn't boys know you work, get diddy in the wrestling world. I didn't know you can get diddy in the wrestling world. Like they straight Bro, up got diddy. Right. Like man, like that. Stupid man. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap it up right here. Lo, you got any shout outs, man? Thank yous and all's that. Uh yeah, I just definitely want to shout you out first, man. Thank you, Naj, my man Naj Fadamus, man. All day long, you're my brother, and I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, been following for a while. Always appreciate, always appreciated the content. Always was open to a discussion as always, and um, to be just on, you know, the pilot, self control just means a whole lot, man. So I definitely just thank you. Um, I definitely just want to shout out. Everybody from the contingent, man, from 35, that the people I was seeing that inspired me, don't try this at home, Trina, Will, everybody, man. So I really just appreciate all y'all. I definitely want to shout out, like, people like BGW, Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. Yes, sir. Black Dad ass girls who we brought up earlier. You know what I mean? Those wrestling girls who we brought up. Definitely, Reasonable definitely wrestling, black me. wrestling, black announce table. You know what I mean? We just trying to build and connect. You yeah, know what I mean? Man, that's um, why I... Wanted to rob and do something myself. Right, right, right. South Congress. Yeah, man. Tiger Driver. Right, Tiger Driver. No, shout out, shout out all of them, man. Um, yo, man. Uh, 
I just want to give a shout out to, of course, Lo. You know, thanks for you know even joining me on this journey, bro. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, want to give a shout out to my brother Will. Um, give a shout out to the family, man. Um, I want to just I want to give a shout out to whoever listens to this, man. Um, I appreciate y'all rocking with me from Two DS to those marks, and you know just follow me over here with uh, self control and seeing what we can build with this. Um, you know this is the pilot, man. You know you're gonna have you know, ups and downs, you're going to have, you know, things happen and with this. And, um, I just want to say on behalf of me, you know, just I apologize for the starts and stops. You know, um, definitely wanted to have it out for y'all uh, yesterday. But sometimes, you know, you just got to, you know, pick your spots. And some moments are more than others, you know. Right. So, I mean, like we were saying earlier at the top of the show, you know, people would have been at Wally Mania tonight. You know, right. it's ten o'clock right now. People definitely it would have been a lit situation. It would have been a lit situation. Yes, sir. You yes, know, sir. so um <clears throat> you know, we so we're gonna drop this tonight and just hope that y'all, you know, ride and vibe with this, man. Um Absolutely. of course gotta give a shout out to, to Trina de la Suerte, um, my big sis, you know. Um wanna give a shout out to uh my homeboy Rucker twenty twenty. I want to give a shout out to um. Don't try us at home radio. Heartbreak Julio, Gino the book. Absolutely. You know, keep doing your thing out there, bro. Like I see you. Like Heartbreak Julio, one of like one of the best. You know, I won't even say up and comers, but one of the best. You know, lyricists that I've seen in such a long time that really needs his due. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with him um, on the songs. Uh, just, uh, just a great, a great guy, great rapper, and just great creative. He's just a really mm-hmm. good creative. He's just a, a great creative man. So many ideas that goes on in his head, and like, like I was telling you today, man. Like he was one of the main ones that was like on on next today. Like, yeah. Pets, Tweets like, "Yo, what you doing? Drop the pod, son. Like, what is you doing? You know, right, you right, right. You know, he was like, "Yo, and like he dropped major jewels on me uh, this morning. You know, just talking about how you know to position myself and you know and don't you don't want to say too much before you drop and everything. Just stuff like that, you know. So I definitely take heed and I appreciate things like that. You know that I said to me, um, for sure. Um." Shout out to Russell Bay. Shout out Queen of the Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Real you know, good work. You know, uh, just uh, I already said shout out Seahawk, uh, Kristen from Tiger Ninety, um, Meredith Bell, and the Inner Circle <laughs> Choir. Um, who else we got out there, man? We just want to thank every you know everybody of color and anybody you know that we fuck with that's not of color. You know, that's just doing that thing out there, man. Like we appreciate you guys. Keep you know, keep you know, and this is a weird time that we're in. Weird and strange times. Yes. So it's definitely if you're a creative, definitely, definitely, definitely get into your bag right now, man. Don't don't feel like no that you can't fit in a lane. Make your own lane. You know, create your own lane. Get you know, find your pocket, find your niche and get in there. You know, um I know we were talking about earlier how like, you know, we we've listed like ten pods. That may sound just like this one, but you know we're all different in our own way. You know, mm-hmm. and it's all a matter of your taste. You know, we want you know, if you don't like what we say over self control, 
Like, yo, it's plenty of other people that, that might fit your fancy. I'm not going to take any offense to that, you know? And that's I think that's why it's such a good thing that there's a plethora of these shows out right now because you can get your fill at any one of them, man. Right. So I'm just blessed to have a second chance to be a part of it. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out uh, Jay Rose, who made the um, who made the logo for the show and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to him. You know, get at him. Uh, man. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I can't, I can't say enough, man. You know, very appreciative, man. Very, 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 very appreciative. And I think it is important to just be giving these people flowers <clears throat> and just be speaking their names because, you know, like like you said, man, we just, we just all supposed to be in Florida, you know what I mean, celebrating and networking and mingling and, you know, strengthening each other and building each other up, you know what I mean? But we just all back in our respective homes and respective cities. And, you know, that's why I definitely wanted to put out TKK this week, you know what I mean? It was going to go up Sunday morning, you know what I mean? It's going to go up. That's, that's the day it was going to go up. Yeah, and, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I just definitely still appreciate all of those who had reached out. You know, what I mean, those people who I didn't even expect to reach out to me that hit my DM and say, "Hey, which what we think you're doing is real dope, and um, we want to see you succeed." And um, yeah, we fuck with this. You know, what I mean, so I'm just, I'm just really happy to be getting certain things said back to me, even though I have like next to no content out. Um, but things are definitely gonna be strengthened. I'm gonna, you know, go back in and sharpen my knife. You know what I mean? And just keep cooking. You know what I mean? So please follow um at the curtain call. That's the curtain call with two K's on both Instagram and Twitter. And um, you know what I mean? By next year, man, this whole thing will probably hopefully be a memory. And um we just hopeful we just hopeful to see all y'all in the uh, near future. Um so we could do all the things that, you know, we set out to do here. So definitely, definitely, definitely. And we definitely gonna have the boy low on the show. He definitely gonna be on self control. You know, so you're gonna get a lot more. Appreciate you, man. So, um, I'll be yeah, man. Oh, always, always, and all days, man. Always and all days. Like I said, man, this is self control. A show about nothing that provides something for the culture with everything in between, man. That that's just that's the hook. That's the that's the tag. That's the line right there, man. The energy mm-hmm. never dies. The energy never lies. And we just gonna end it like this. God doesn't call to qualified. Qualifies the call. That's from Christine Kane. Um, I'm Naj, man. Thank you for listening to the pilot. Good night. God bless. Inshallah. And good luck. Peace and love.